Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session after my talk about Anthem versus Destiny 2. I drew comparisons between the two games. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or you're watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now, so come on in. Just look up say no to rage on Twitter or Twitch. I live stream every single day, and we have these great discussions in Q&A. You can come in and submit your questions and join in the great time. Basically, in the talk, I looked at the abilities, the movement, and the grind, and how it's a more abilities-based game with high movement, high agility, and that's really what makes the game so much more distinct and different than Destiny. And the grind, the investment, is far more similar to Diablo or Division, which... I think it's going to make these games coexist very, very well. So we're going to jump right into the questions, and we have a lot of questions. So if you're new to this content, I'm going to go about as long as I possibly can. I appreciate the involvement, by the way. And if you're here right now, or you're listening to this, and you love podcasts about Anthem, tonight, every Monday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, is the Rageless Roundtable. And we will be talking about Anthem tonight with my co-host, 30 and So Gaming, Clintus and Webski. It's a great time. So tune back in tonight. Make sure you're following the channel. You don't miss it. We're going to be talking all Anthem tonight. And we're going to plant our flag in this directory for that podcast. It'll be a really good time. So show, show up for that. First question is from Ness. 2430. What are things that Anthem does well versus Destiny and vice versa? Well, I, I think... Something that Destiny does well is accessibility. It's just easy to pick up and go. I think something that it's not necessarily a problem with Anthem, and we can't make a judgment right now, but I think Anthem struggles to educate the player. It's like when you play Warframe, you're like, what the frick am I doing? What is this? What is that? Why is this stronger? Why is this weaker? Anthem needs to work on really holding hand in the early stages, and they might. I played a tutorial that I couldn't record or show you, but I played a tutorial as the Ranger, and... It taught me all about the movement, but the detonators and primers, nowhere. The UI is inconsistent and doesn't really educate you about detonators and primers. So a lot of this footage you're watching, you're like, this guy's playing like a trash can. This is me an hour into playing. I have no idea about detonators, primers. I'm just experimenting, right? So I think Anthem could do a little bit better job about that. You want that low floor of entry. You want people to pick an ant- pick a javelin and just feel freaking awesome. And I hope they really really consider that the devs tweeted there are two tutorials covering combos in the full game that is really exciting to hear really i hope that i think you guys broke nightbot by the way um but i think we have plenty of questions just keep trying eventually he'll grab it he's still grabbing questions so some people are getting their questions in just there's a bit of a cool down there's a cooldown. You guys are hurting Nightbots here. You're giving them a workout, which I love. I love that there's so many people here submitting questions. Um, so that's good to hear. That is really, really good to hear. If you go through a tutorial that explains that stuff, so when you land on free player your first couple of missions, if you understand the combos, you're going to feel awesome. I didn't feel awesome because I was like, what the frick is going on? Like, And then I had people explain it to me, and once I started learning combos, the whole game plays and feels dramatically different. Like, I thought I was learning how to play Colossus when I was just learning like flow of combat, when to pull out the shield, etc. But when I started learning how to use the combos, the entire game changed for me. So I'm very encouraged to hear them uh, putting that in there. Uh, Apolka, Apocalypse Now. I love that name. Apocalypse Now with a brand new Prime sub. Thank you for using your Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You're dope and you deserve dope stuff. If you guys have Prime subs and you use them here, thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate it. Welcome. Cool guy, SOB. What was the most surprising thing in gameplay for Anthem thus far? Um, This is just me being 100% honest. 
I was surprised I enjoyed it as much as I did. I went in concerned. I thought, I'm not going to like this. It's going to feel Warframe-y. It's going to feel... And I, within five minutes, was telling the mods. I was like, oh my gosh, guys, this is very fun. I'm really liking the movement. I felt awesome. And that was a concern of mine going in. I was like, I don't know about the movement. Eh, I've heard it's clunky. I felt dope really really quickly that surprised me i thought the i thought the gameplay and the movement was going to be kind of a, a ho-hum for me and it was the exact opposite it's the exact opposite uh, the, the charging forward with the, the I, I don't even want to get into it all the different classes and all the different things you can do so thank you for another prime sub from stratton 99 welcome i appreciate you using your prime sub here as well that's two in a row welcome Agent Gotham, do you think Anthem needs some sort of PvP to keep it relevant long term? This is a great question. I'm going to do a full talk on this, okay? I'm going to do a full talk on this. In fact, you asking this question is reminding me. I'm going to add it to my list. I have a whole list of topics that I've been writing down like every time I think of one. And I'm going to add this to the list. And the reason I want to add this to the list is need PvP. I think it's a good question. I want to give it I want to give it exhaustive treatment. I'll answer your question right now though, okay? Uh, another prime sub from Scythe uh, Scythe C. Thank you so much for another Prime sub, guys. Thank you so much for the support. Um, PvP is problematic in a game like Anthem, and you don't need to look very far to see why, right? If you look, uh, if you look at Division and Destiny, you can see two games that have been consistently plagued by problems because of loot grind for power. Hurting PvP. Another Prime sub from Lima. Thank you so much. Or Lima. Whichever you prefer. Welcome to the Rages. Thank you for all the Prime subs. You guys are awesome. So, strength in PvE becomes very difficult to wrangle if you have a PvP element. Okay? Now, if they did default loadouts and default weapons and abilities, they could do some type of battle royale, maybe, with four-man squads where you have to have one of each or something, because if not, everybody would just be Storm, probably, or Interceptor. Um, (laughs) So, I think... I think that PvP not being in the game has enabled them a lot of freedom. What I said at at the event was... This feels like they told the developers to design a character, like a lead protagonist, for four different games. I could imagine playing an entire game, an entire campaign, just as the Ranger, just as the Colossus. They feel so distinct. Like, you could have an entire game sort of centered around each Javelin, okay? I don't think you can have that if there's PvP. Because what ends up happening is, PvP turns into the same dadgum thing every time. What is the most efficient build? What's it? What's the fastest killing gun? And then that becomes what everybody does. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then what that leads to is it leads to tons of frustration. This is a, this is a rough part for me right here. I wandered into some place I wasn't strong enough for. So this footage is pretty bad. Um, let's actually just skip to the next video because I struggle here for a minute. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's not very enjoyable. Um, so... <laughs> I just think a lot of the uniqueness, a lot of what makes each each javelin strong would become a joke in PvP, and they can say, this is really strong, this weapon's crazy, this explosion's nuts, or this movement, this agility, this, that, blah, 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 this mod, or this component, or all of that, they can just throw power at us, just, just throw it at us. 
And then the complimentary nature of you priming with a storm and me blowing stuff up with a Colossus, that's easy to tweak in PvE to make sure that I don't feel like a trash can with my Colossus and you don't feel like an untouchable god with your storm. I think that's easier to tweak in PvE because you can make me efficient at things in PvE that maybe the storm isn't efficient at. You can't really do that in PvP. Because in PvP, you're just killing other players. So I am actually really glad there's no PvP. I'll do a full, more thought-out talk on that with the three sections, and I'll, I'll try and give a little bit better response. But that's my initial response is they're enabled to really have a lot of uniqueness and power because they don't have to worry about freaking PvP. Three prime subs in a row. ICJ, Buddha Time, and Creed Dub. Uh, Creed Bub, I'm sorry. Creed Bub. Three prime subs in a row. Thank you guys so much for the ridiculous support. I appreciate it very, very much. Zeta, the big question everyone wants to know is, do you think, from what you've seen and played in Anthem, will you like it more than Destiny? That's not, that's not like really how I operate. Like when somebody's like, what's your favorite game of all time? I always say Borderlands 2. But if somebody was like, would you like Borderlands 2 or Diablo 3 more? Do you like Diablo 3 or, or Destiny 2 more? Do you like this or do you like that more? Like, I I think that happens. Like, I clearly liked Destiny more than Division. Division, vanilla Division just did not appeal to me. I didn't like it, right? I think it's easy to just, like, say, I dislike this game. But when I decide I like a game... I, I really like Anthem right now. I want to play it more. I'm, I'm sad I can't play it right now. I woke up this morning feeling like I'd love to be grinding for a ja- my javelins right now. But I didn't say to myself, you know what? I like this so much more than Destiny. I think they each have their appeal. This morning, I was doing some blade barrages. I was grinding for some weapons. I was clicking those bounties. I was completing those bounties. I was on my sparrow. And that that satisfying feel of Destiny was just there for me. It was, it was home. But I... I don't, I don't think like that. I don't know. Everybody's a little bit different. I actually think I'm going to like and play Anthem way more than I anticipated. Way more than I anticipated. This footage is from the world premiere capture event that I got to go to. So the longer the, the footage plays, the better I get. Because I'm, like, I'm real clumsy and stupid in, uh, in the early stuff. In the early. Because I'm playing it like a shooter. I don't know what the frick I'm doing. Like... Because we didn't get the tutorials that you guys are going to get when you play through the game at launch. The 909 virus. What do you think D1 veterans will easily switch? Oh, would you think D1 veterans, that's Destiny 1 veterans, will easily switch to Anthem as opposed to Destiny 2 players switching? I don't see a huge difference between a Destiny 1 veteran and a Destiny 2 veteran. I also don't think there's a quote-unquote switch that's going to be happening. As I said in my talk, I think the games are going to coexist very well. I think they're they're different enough that when there's a dry spell in Destiny, you'll come to Anthem. When you get to a dry spell in Anthem, you can go back to Destiny. I don't see them really being like, I am switching to Anthem. And from henceforth, I will only play Anthem. Like, I don't see people doing that. That's There are gamers like that, but I think the game... I think the gaming community at large doesn't do that. They play different games. They rotate different games. You go through seasons where you can't stop playing a game, and then you loathe that game, and you never want to see it again. And then you come back a while later. You know, you we all do that. I think we all do that. We overplay. We squeeze the life out of something, and then we throw it down. And we're like, for, for, I'm freaking sick of this game. And then we come back. So I think... 
I think games like Destiny and Anthem get their hooks in you, and there are times where those hooks start to annoy you, and you have to disengage. And then you come back, and you're like, oh, it's got its hooks in me again. The, the Black Armory bounties did that for me. I was like, oh, man, Destiny's got its hooks in me again. I want to chase these roles. I want to chase these things. I think both these games are going to do that for people. There won't be, like, a, a sharp switch for people. There will be people that do that, but I don't think the gaming community at large functions that way. Z Prima, do you feel sometimes in the mission like you didn't know where to go? No, I think sometimes the waypoints glitch a little bit, little bit. When we were in the water, it was really hard to find where to go because there was no waypoint. And water control, out of all the things in Anthem, all the controls, all the abilities, control in the water is, is bad. And a long time ago when I was playing Batman Arkham, Arkham Knight... Arkham Knight, I talked about how the voice actress for Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, she wasn't all that great, and the only reason she stuck, she like kind of stood out is because the voice acting in Batman games are amazing. You got Mark Hamill as the Joker, you had Mike from Breaking Bad being Commissioner Gordon, like you have got top shelf voice acting going on, and she stood out, not because she was bad, but because she was just noticeably a little bit weaker in her performance than the rest. Well, Anthem is so good, and the movement is so satisfying, and you feel so awesome that when you get underwater, you're like, what the frick is going on? <laughs> like, it, underwater's pretty bad. Now, thankfully, there's not a ton of underwater sequences. Like, it's not like, at least not yet, there could be entire missions underwater that we might end up hating with our, our entire being. But for the time being, there's not a ton of water, and the water stands out as needing some help. Uh, but the missions where if you didn't know where to go, I never struggled with that, unless the waypoints were glitching. That could have been happening, because it was, you know, it is a demo. Um, why Nitsed says, what is your overall thoughts on the demo? The demo... If I could summarize it in one word, I would say disappointing. And the reason it's disappointing is because a really, really good game got shrouded and sort of hidden by technical problems. You know, it's like, imagine, imagine having a CD and it's your favorite band and their new album is so good. And you're like, oh my gosh, dude, you've got to listen to this album. It is so freaking good. Oh man, let's pop it in. And it's like, and it keeps skipping. And you're like, the frick is wrong with your CD player, bro? And like every song skips, it keeps ejecting the CD. It keeps like, it keeps skipping to other songs midway. It would be really frustrating, right? Because you're like, you know, the album's good. You know, the band is good, but this stupid CD isn't, isn't, it's not working. That's what the demo was like. It's like, man, this game was so good. We all go to the world premiere and we're singing its praises and people can't even get into the game. Like, it was disappointing. It was disappointing because it's such a solid, solid uh, new IP. Technical problems um, were a huge, huge bummer. These kids don't get the CD analogy. I'm sorry about those that don't know what a CD is. Ask your parents about a compact disc, you young whippersnappers. (laughs) But yeah, that's what it was like. I'm bummed. I hope... I hope the open demo is better because man oh man is this game fun and I don't want people you don't want people turned off from a good product not the, the product's quality is there they were having it was something to do with the net code like they DDoS their own servers like what like how do you do that but hopefully that gets um that gets fixed because man I was bummed I saw my Twitter feed and I just I kind of groaned 
I was like, oh, all these people can't play? Are you serious? It's so fun. I just got done telling people how fun it is. And they're like, that's great, Lono. We can't get in. <laughs> you know? Uh, train 2929. It's more of a statement, but you hit it this morning. Should not have released the demo to the public. Terrible idea. Was only able to play 25 minutes. Look forward to this weekend. That's a pretty good follow-up question to what I just said. I, I know people might have complained about this, but I think maybe a smarter play would have been to say, we're going to do a VIP premier streaming weekend and that would be we've partnered with all these streamers and game changers to show off the game on their various streams so you can ask questions and interact with them and then a week from then we're going to do the public beta I feel like calling it a VIP demo really bit them right square in the rear end it's like you guys told people they're getting a VIP demo for pre-ordering or being a part of premier EA access and man, oh man, it was like a technical test that went very poorly. So, again, super bummed that that happened. I mean, I, I'm an EA game changer. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna like be mean about it. I, I can honestly say it was disappointing. They were disappointed. I think we all have a similar feeling. Like they want the game to look good. They're not like, oh yay, our, our, uh, our, our piece of content that we're trying to get people to buy into and get excited about and buy ended up looking bad. Like they're not happy any more happier than. You are. I mean, there were probably people that were getting yelled at, <laughs> I'm sure, internally, because it just wasn't uh, it wasn't going very well. Saving Annihilator. Do we have any idea about how they are going to monetize Anthem? It's EA, so I feel any wiggle room in their statements needs to be interpreted as well. Okay, here's what I'm not going to do, okay? I'm not going to speculate either in the it's going to be perfect or it's going to be doomsday, because we don't know. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you why I feel comfortable, okay? I feel comfortable with the microtransactions. Number one, at a ground level, there are only cosmetics. Only cosmetics, okay? So there's no power. There's no there's no skipping of leveling. None of that. Now, if that changes, my feedback will change. If they start selling power, if they start selling leveling speed ups and stuff, I will say that I don't think that's good for the game, Right? I'm not going to insult them and call them greedy and money-hungry and liars, but I'll say, this is bad for your game, this isn't good for the game, this isn't good for the community. Don't do this, okay? Now, so it's only cosmetic. So at a foundational level, I think that needs to be established. If it's only cosmetic, we all need to settle down before we get super upset. Second, second, every single menu I went into, right... Oh, I can add this different shoulder. Oh, these different shoulders, this different chest piece, head piece. Oh, this different decal. Oh, I can either buy it with an in-game currency that I am earning called coins, or I can buy it with real money. I can buy shards, right? So, in 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 my estimation, they're they're set up very well to say it's only cosmetics. If there's something that you really really like, you can save up and get it and it doesn't change your experience. If there's some really cool skull decal, it's a giant flaming skull, and you just have to have it, right? You can just buy it outright if you want. Or you can say, at this pace, it's going to take me X number of hours or days. I'm going to save up and buy this thing. Now, some people might push back and say, well, my main concern is they're going to make it take so long to buy one item that I'm going to feel motivated to spend money. That is on you 
if you can't wait the number of days or hours to buy an item and you feel motivated to spend money that's on you because it's purely cosmetic right and then that's always that's always something extra to chase you're chasing loot you're chasing these coins to really make yourself look awesome you're like i want a full set of you know yesterday i bought all of the um because the demo gives you the currency I bought all of the pieces that made my my ranger look like beefier like like he had thicker armor on like when Iron Man's got like a bigger suit and I was like that's pretty dope and you might look at all those pieces and add it up and say okay this looks pretty good it's gonna take me I don't know maybe a week to earn all these just naturally I don't want to wait a week I want to buy them now your choice is a player right your choice as a player. I don't have a problem with it being microtransactions and the fact that it's layered with internal earning. I think that's actually a really smart move. Here's the thing. I said this about Destiny because I put Bungie on blast for like the the Iron Banner emote because you can only buy it, right? You can only buy it. I said I probably would have bought it if it was also earnable, Right? But when I feel coerced, it's like, nah, you can't earn this. You can only buy it. I'm like, I'm not giving you my money. Frick that. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Heck no, right? But if they were like, oh, you can earn it. It's random. Or you can buy it with an in-game currency. Or you can buy it right now. Do you know what suddenly happens? I suddenly feel like, you know what? I'll, I'll spend five bucks on this. It's not bad. I could earn it if I want to. But I don't feel like waiting. I feel like more people will spend money if they have that sense of I'm making this decision, they're not making the decision for me, right? I just for, that, maybe that's just me, but like I feel way more likely to spend money if I don't feel like my arm is being twisted. If I feel like I could wait a week or two, or I could do it right now, <laughs> you know? It's like that in uh, it's like that in Fortnite with the battle pass. You're like I could wait all season to earn all these things. Or I can spend money and get all the stuff from the Battle Pass right now. And people do. They spend the money. So, I don't know. I'm not worried. But I'll always put things on blast that I think are bad for the game. You're never going to hear me name call and be negative and and ugly. But I'm also not going to defend things that I think aren't good for games. So, it's Buddha time. Do you feel like Anthem, much like Destiny 2, will suffer from lack of endgame content? I myself enjoy PvE-specific games, so endgame to me uh, matters the most. Oh, differs from most of the community. Here's the thing. Um, Here's the thing. Fortnite's a free game. Well, right, but my comparison was you buy the battle pass and then you got you spend extra money to speed it up. So there's entry cost and then there's speeding up to get it. There's entry cost to get into Anthem and then there's speeding up to get the cosmetics. That's why I made the parallel. I know Fortnite's free, but the battle pass is, is not. Um, the bottom layer of the battle pass with all the dope stuff. There's an entry fee and then you can speed up the process. Okay, so my fears about Endgame. I don't have fears about Endgame. It's a question mark for me right now. I've continued to say the big question mark the big question mark for Anthem is how are they going to extend Endgame? They've built an Endgame. I think the Endgame that I've gotten a glimpse of looks good. It looks good. You've got layers of difficulty layers of tiers of builds variety in the builds really really cool stuff. Min-maxing right? You got all that. All that going on. And 
and then on top of that you've got like variety of ways to go chase them right there's there's end game things that I, I'm not going to talk about right now because I can't remember what I can say and can't say so there's a variety of things generic you can do <laughs> to get all the dope stuff and have all the, the dope builds okay the question isn't whether or not there is an end game or if the end game's any good. As far as I can tell, they've been thoughtful about having a pretty dope a pretty dope end game with lots to do and lots to earn. The question is, how are they going to extend the end game? And I've continued to say that I think one of the best things they could do is the seasonal rift system in Diablo. So we'll just have to wait and see. There's things they have not detailed yet. Chaos storms or something there's something that they haven't really given a lot of detail on yet and anthem is about world shaping and so maybe there's something that's going to do that like the shape of the worlds will change the shape of the environments will change and then that'll give you new experiences new enemies new bosses new stuff i don't know shaper storms is that what it's called thank you colin yeah there mccarty there there is there's shaper storms there's something else too there were shaper storms and something else that we haven't gotten any details on yet we're at the wait and see Sasquatch. It's a perfect scenario for fans of both. Would you like to see the high time of Anthem content be the low for Destiny to create a healthy push and pull? I think the companies benefit from this as much as the players. Um, yeah, I, when I think about, when I think about like the highs and the lows, I'm more about drought, drought being like drought being an okay thing. Can we, can we get to a place as players where we say that? I think we need to. Like, a drought is an okay thing. There has to be a point where there's kind of less going on or just like a natural, I've done, they handed me X, Y, and Z to do. I've done X, Y, and Z a bunch. I'm kind of done for a while. I think you, we kind of need to get to that place. Like, it's okay to have a time where you're like, I'm not really playing Monster Hunter, Diablo, or Division or destiny or anthem it's okay it's okay like it's okay to have those times so if that happens in anthem you are not going to hear me like sky is falling game is dead what the frick like you're not going to hear me do that because i'm gonna be like yeah there's a drought there's stuff coming there's this or that i'm again it's a question mark what are they going to do are they going to trickle out stuff seasons changes i don't know we'll have to wait and see as long as they're doing that which i would imagine they're gonna do something like that to keep us playing and keep us coming back keep us buying those cool cosmetics you know estimated profit do you think there needs to be an aesthetic progression to the javelins as you power up to show strength do you think it's needed seems like javelins look the same the whole time it could get mundane. Well, I will tell you that the armor changes I did yesterday, I particularly enjoyed. I thought it I made my 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 javelin look significantly different. And I did that with coins that you earn in the game. So if you're playing a lot and you're leveling up, you're going to have coins t- to buy those things. So I think that'll happen. Now you're saying, "Oh, I'm more I'm stronger. I should get bigger and beefier." I, to a certain extent, I do think they want the, I think they want the, the, the javelins to have their identities like sustain, sustained and maintained. So if you think about like when you get a warlock in destiny, he always kind of looks like a warlock. He's floaty. It's robes. It's, it's, 
you know, the, the helmets, sorry about bumping the mic, the helmets have like a shape, you know, I think as long as they do that, I'd be okay with, with a lot of diversity in the armor so that you could say, I want to feel stronger and look stronger. I don't think it's going to be related to your power though, as far as I could say, um, there was just different, um, armor adjustments. Now people are saying auras and glows, right? I mean, there could be flourishes and things. In general, there's not something that happens. There's no aesthetic progression that I know of. I like where your head's at, but I also think that you can kind of do that on your own if you're leveling up and buying those armor changes. So, by the way, guys, if you're new to the stream, if you've never been here before, I do a lot of Destiny, and SNTR Presents is my podcast. I do this live on stream in Destiny. I pick a topic, and then we do Q&A, and that's what we're doing right now. So this is live, and you can submit questions. The topic's right next to me. I do this in Destiny. I plan to do this with Anthem and Division. If you're enjoying this content, be sure to click follow. Click that little heart button. That is a free way to support what I do, and you can come back every day. All day this week, I'm going to do a Destiny talk and Q&A in the morning, and an Anthem talk and a Q&A in the afternoon. I plan to do this even when the game launches. We're going to talk about the game, hash it out. I'm going to give you a hub of content, and if you want to listen to past episodes, just look up S. NTR presents on any podcast platform or YouTube. You can find all my content there. But following is the easiest way to support me. Dirty Casual. Do you like the primer detonator mechanics and can it be a solution to the weapon stacking cheese? Ikelos shoddy, six person melt. I would just like to see other options personally for damage phases than Ikelos or Whisper. I mean, I think what you're saying is you're drawing a parallel. Obviously, there's no Ikelos and Whisper in here. Discripper, thank you for two months in a row. Uh, thanks for keeping your Prime sub here. I appreciate it. A lot of people use their Prime subs today. Thank you for doing that. I, I hear what you're saying. Like, this isn't a matter of searching out and getting, like, a really strong sniper rifle and a really strong scout rifle and just sitting back and just devastating with damage, right? That's not something that really Anthem is built for. Primer Detonator, I think, does get at the heart of what you're talking about though, right? So you're saying you you run Storm and you run Ice, I'll be on the ground, I'll be running all the detonators, you run Ranger you can go in and slam really quickly with your sword, I'll run this to help with the detonation and that with the primers and you're, you're, you're complimenting each other I played with a couple of different groups now and every time it's felt a little bit different and the flow has been a little bit different the thing to take away is the game felt at its best when we were complimenting each other and communicating it felt at its absolute best now i know solo players matchmaking might get a little frustrated at that but keep in mind keep in mind every class if you build them properly he can be priming and detonating his own stuff so if you're going to play by yourself you could have a build for that you could have a build that's set up be like, I might have to really rely on myself. I'm going to have some debt and primer in my thing. When I play with my buddies, I'm all detonation. My buddy's all primer. Does that make sense? So you can have different loadouts. You can do that literally in the, in the, in the forge. I think it's five different loadouts for your um, javelins. So you can have your solo javelin loadout that's a little bit more built for self-reliance. But then if you're playing with somebody, guy with gun just gifted five subs of the community. Thank you for doing that. Check the chat right now. You guys have been maybe gifted a sub. That is, um, I think that that's probably an approach you're going to want to take. Because if you're playing with somebody that doesn't understand detonators or primers, that's likely people don't pay attention. 
it happens. I didn't know what the frick was going on with detonators and primers. Um, you may want to have a class specifically built for I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of play on my own. So, salty Rob, I enjoy the anthem demo, but my concern with the game is that it appears that everything needs to be played in a cooperative manner. Great question because I just touched on this. I'm concerned about getting frustrated not having a coordinated group when solo queuing activities. I get really frustrated in Destiny when we can't make public events heroic. Do you think this could ever be addressed? Okay, great question. I just touched on this. This is like really well timed. Um, making love with 27 months. Thank you for keeping your prime sub here. As I said, I think you can build your javelins for solo build so you can be Deton and Primen on your own. Uh, I also think you have a certain level of responsibility as a player to play the game as it's intended to be played. So, uh, thank you, Turkbra, for a brand new Prime sub. So many Prime subs today, guys. Thank you so much. If you really want to get into the end game of Anthem, you want to be running Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3, you're going to have to try to meet people, add them to your friends list, and communicate. You're just going to have to try to do that. That's like saying, I really want to get into the end game of Destiny and play raids, but then you you don't take the time to find people, you don't take the time to uh, you don't take the time to use LFG or add people to your friends list or message people in the tower. That guy tanked all three shots by the way. That shield is, uh, it'll block everything. So that would be my pushback. If you're not going to play Grandmaster 1, 2, or 3, I don't think you need to be hyper-communicative with people. I think you can build a solo loadout that's Deton and Primen on its own and have a fine time. The minute you jump into Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3, that's like jumping into raids and nightfalls in Destiny. You're going to have to find people and try and talk with them. That's just going to be the nature of the game. I don't think that's an unfair expectation. It's counter... It's counter to the identity. It's counter to the identity of endgame challenging content if you make it so accessible that random match made players can beat it. Does that make sense? How really challenging would Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3 be and the, and doing that in the in the different um the different strongholds? How really challenging would they be? If randoms could match make and beat them, like it, it grates against the identity. So when the closer you get to endgame, the closer you get to like really raising those difficulties level, I think it's fair. Like the expectation should be, I need a team in communication. Like, right? So, and again, I, I really do think if you're throwing yourself into Grandmaster 1 or hard matchmaking, you're probably going to find players that know what they're doing. Sure, you'll get that dum-dum in there that doesn't have a clue. He clicked the wrong thing. But for the most part, I think you're going to find folks that go in and know what they're doing. You can communicate, send messages, friend requests, and try and coordinate and work together. Right? And you can be a smart player, right? You can be a smart player. You can throw yourself into hard. Hard becomes pretty manageable if you're built properly. And find people that run hard. If they run hard with any level of intelligence, send them a message and say, hey, why don't we join up, man? I'm trying to do Grandmaster 1. You seem to know what you're doing. I, that's part of the enjoyment, man. It really is. You're missing out if you're not doing like the... All right, Prime, Prime, Prime. Okay, Prime. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Combos everywhere. Like, you're missing out. You're missing out if you're not doing that. It's really fun. Uh, Unk. Unk and Wits. You think Anthem's going to come out with enough content to hold us, or do you think it's going to be like the start of D2? 
from everything I've seen, I think the progression is going to be good and good, well paced. So I, I, I posed this question to one of the guys when I was there. I said, all right, so here's what happens in games like Destiny. We live in the end game, and we tend to get there so fast that the entire beginning of the game, all the beginning activities, all the beginning loot, all the beginning stuff is just total cannon fodder. It's a bunch of crap that you just blitz through, and within a day, none of it matters, right? None of it matters. I said, does the early game of Anthem hold up? Does it take a while to progress and move through? And he said, yeah. He said, it's, it's well-paced. You're not going to feel like you're just all of a sudden at max. And you gotta remember there's four javelins that you would need to then invest in getting gear for and loot for so they don't feel like absolute trash in the end game. So there's a lot here. I don't think it's gonna feel like Destiny 2 at all. As far as I could tell, good good questing, good diverse activities, and a good pacing of things to do. Uh, and again, loot that changes your behavior is the best kind of loot, in my opinion. Uh, Ochi with six months, welcome back. That is a purple badge. The 909 virus... Interceptor equals Hunter, Storm equals Warlock, Ranger equals Titan, Colossus equals... I think you're making parallels that are... that I can see where you would go with, like, Hunter and Warlock, but I, I think it's tenuous at best. I, I don't think the similarities go beyond, like, oh, well, the Hunter's melee. Not necessarily. The Hunter has a Tether class, the Hunter has a... the Blade Barrage class, and that has that's nothing like... Interceptor, like sure, Interceptor is kind of like a blade dancer a little bit. I just they're so unique and distinct and different. I don't, I don't think that this is even a helpful comparison. I think they're very, very much different. Different, uh, shady, nasty. Did you notice any fundamental flaws with Anthem? I feel like there will be growing pains, much like releases of other looter shooters. I, I mean, I didn't get a super substantive answer to my question about like is the early game just over and done with really fast right that's like a lingering concern he told me no it takes a while it's pretty well paced i'm gonna take him at his word and be like okay but if if we're a week or two weeks in and everybody is max level and just covered in masterworks and legendaries for their javelins well then that's gonna be a problem I would think you'd at least want to take a solid month, even the most hardcore players, to get to the place where they're really, really starting to look for masterworks and legendaries, and they're you know doing grandmaster uh, levels like two and three. I would want that to take at least a month before people really get in there. If the hardcores take about a month to get to that loop, then I think everybody else is going to be in a great position. Because if if you get there if you get there too fast, it just it all feels very very pointless so that that's the only lingering concern i have i don't think there's any major flaws because we we only played a couple of missions so like i don't know what the pacing's like i'm gonna give you an example when we all played the division beta i loved it i was like the cover mechanics are fun it feels cool my abilities are cool when i played through the campaign of division i loved it there was literally no way for any of us to know that Division 1's vanilla endgame was going to be so unsatisfying. There was no way to know that, right? We hadn't played it. We didn't know. We had no idea what it looked like. And in... If you guys are watching this footage, by the way, and you're like, man, he's playing terribly. Again, this is my first... I think this is my first time with the Ranger, so I'm not doing anything in the right order. I'm not doing priming and detonating with the the melee properly. Like, this is me, I think, five minutes in with a, uh, with a, with a Ranger. 
um, on the second day of the end game. I spent the entire first day pretty much with the Col- Colossus. Um, and as Gollum is saying, no lifers scarcely matter. Like, no amount of content will ever satisfy them. If you're playing 10 hours a day, you're going to get through content faster than everybody else, and it's almost impossible to build content for you. Normal players matter, and if they're happy, right. If the normal, more mid-tier players are happy, I would even consider streamers who, like, if I'm playing for four hours a day, like I'm splitting my day with Destiny, and I'm playing for four hours a day, it should take me a month, I think it's fair, it should take me a month to where I'm really looking for primo gear. I'm, at, I'm doing the higher level Grandmasters, and I'm looking for, you know, Masterworks and Legendaries. If, if it takes me a month to get there, I think that's well-paced. And I think that means that trickles down, right? That means a more casual player, one to two hours a day, is going to take two months, you know? Yeah, if the normies, if the normies can take a while to get there, we're in good, we're in good shape. Yiani89, do you think there is a decision made subconsciously or not with games like these based on how characters portray power? So in Destiny, you have the power. In Anthem, your equipment is the powerful part of the game. While it is really good fun, I loved Anthem. I personally don't feel the same attachment to my character and the story. Well, there's different motivations. So when I play Diablo and I'm building out my class and I'm getting dope gear... There's an aesthetic part of it. I want my guy to look awesome. I always loved in Diablo 2, I love getting the wolf helmets for my druid. And, you know, in Borderlands, very similarly, I remember weapons and what they looked like was a part of the the appeal. But I didn't feel an attachment to my gunzerker. You know, gunzerking! Like, I didn't feel an attachment to, you know... Because he says the same thing over and over again. Oh, yeah! And it's like, how many times can he do that before I'm like, I'm really connecting with Salvador. You see what I'm saying? But when you play Destiny, Destiny is just a different game. It's It's got a different feel. We've been playing it for four years. So I, I, I when I play a game like this, I am focused more on the gear. I am focused more on the loadout. And I'll tell you what, I think what happens in this game, what, I'm pointing the wrong way. What happens in this game is you become really proud of your build, right? You become really proud of your build. You're like, dude, check out this build. I'm priming. I'm detting. This mod component over here is letting me uh, is letting me refresh faster, and I'm getting this back faster, and this is feeding that. Blah, 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 blah. Like that's when I think you really start to feel this sense of pride because you have been farming, you have been crafting, you have been building this build, and when you play with your team you are doing work you are you are getting it done and i think that's the, that's going to be the attachment it's different it, there's nothing wrong with that it's just a different it's just a different motivation right like a division build yeah similar to division it's the min maxing idea wolf 52a3 what is the easiest class to start with in anthem i can't wait to try the open beta as i've heard negativity about it well i mean the the the, the, the demo did poorly right the vip demo didn't do very well we can we, that's just being honest they have said that BioWare is not happy with it, so we're allowed to not be happy with it, too. Um, I think the most accessible class is probably going to be Storm and Ranger. I think Storm is easier. Like, there's just, there's a power there. Again, you got to get, you got to get down the debts and the primers. I think Ranger just kind of makes sense for most fans of shooters, but... I think Storm like elevates your consciousness. It kind of pulls you up into the mindset of Anthem because of the way that a really good, uh, the way a really really good Storm plays, 
And there you can see I'm doing everything backwards. I'm leading with detonators and hitting with primers. I didn't know that the ranger's melee is a primer. So what I started doing now when I play is you lead with the melee like that and then you follow it up with with your missile and your grenades and you get combos. I was doing everything backwards, right? Um, there is no hunter. There is no hunter. There is ranger. So this is the ranger right now that I'm playing with. I think ranger and storm are going to be the real accessible uh, classes, the real accessible javelins. I think Colossus is going to take some time to learn. It took me some time to learn. He also does a little bit better when he's priming by himself or having somebody priming for him. Interceptor is going to be the, I think, the more challenging, highest skill required, but I think the highest payout for interceptor Uh, don't do it three i don't think this has anything close to compared to destiny i don't even consider this game a looter because you can't change your loadouts on the fly you're grinding for loot so i'm curious that doesn't disqualify it your qualification doesn't disqualify it from being a looter just because you can't change on the fly you're still chasing loot and the loot changes your 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 playstyle. the loot in this changes your playstyle more significantly than your loot in destiny like hands down hands down um, and your drops don't drop until the activity's completed. That's not true either. You can see, you can literally go up to a chest and you see like, oh sweet, I got a purple item. Can't wait to go back and check it. Um, do you think it would be better if these things changed or do you like the way it is? This is a great, this is a great, um, thing. I'm adding this to my talk because we talked about this, this this morning. Loot drops immediate question mark. Okay, so there are people that don't like the fact that in Anthem, you can't see your loot until the mission's over, okay? There are people that don't like that. I happen to really like it, and I'm going to explain to you why. At first, I was like, the frick? I can't check my loot? Why can't I check my loot? And then I realized whenever I would get back from a mission... There is so much min-maxing and stat reading and comparisons and choices and thought that goes into... Oh, I've got this loot. Let me let me examine my loadout here. I don't think you want people in combat that is very dependent upon and built around cooperative play, combos, and working together. You don't want people navel-gazing every time they get loot because that's exactly what people would do. They would, oh, I got a chest. There, Here's some loot. Let me look at the loot. And then they're sitting there looking at it, and you're like, dude, can we go to the next part? I'm up here by myself, and this sucks. Like, you're watching right now. Every time I separate, I have a really, really, really hard time because I'm separate. Once I start, like, kind of holding hands with my teammate, I go down here, by the way. Once I start more, you know, adequately holding hands with my teammate and staying, like, close to, close together, um, it's really, really fun, Right? Certain loadouts are way better for certain fights, though. Right, and that's part of the learning process. You get you get your loadout, and you go out on mission. Before you go out on mission, there's a consumable. You can craft a consumable, and it goes with you. It gives you, like, increased shields, increased armor, increased ammo, whatever. And that's, a, that's, that's applicable the whole time you're on that mission. So you learn. Like, I went on a mission, and I was like, not having a detonator on this ability, it sucks right now, right? And I had to wait until we got back and I kind of restructured my build. I think that's part of the appeal of this game. If you're constantly 
I called it navel gazing, but somebody in chat changed it to loot gazing. If you're chat- constantly loot gazing and combing over stats and changing your loadout and trying this and that, if you're matchmaking and you get stuck with people that are doing that, do you know how frustrating that would be? It's like, bro, we're trying to do this thing and you're hanging back. You're the storm. You're one of our guys that's doing a lot of the priming. Let's go. Come on. So I actually like, let the game be the game. Every game doesn't, every game doesn't have to be the same as the next. So, and this is what I said this morning, your preference about equipping and looking at loot right away, your preference is not a criticism. It's not right. If they did testing and they found that the flow of combat halted too much, people were looking at stuff too much, and it busted up the team too often because everyone's navel-gazing at their loot, and they decided, no, you're going to look at your loot back at the tower. I like it. You go back to the fort, Tarsus, and you have all your stuff. You dismantle, you craft, you make decisions, you get your loadout. You're like, okay, this is a little bit stronger. This is a little bit better. You get everything good to go, and then you hit the road. I like that flow better than right now what would happen is we just got a bunch of loot. Everybody would just go into loot gazing instead of going to the next thing. And I think the flow of combat's just better served by let's just go. Let's go right now. Oh, I got a blue item. I got a green item. No, let's just go to the next thing. You just keep going. Again, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with your preference, but don't act like your preference is a criticism. I don't think it's a criticism. I think it's a preference. Preferences are fine, but that doesn't mean the game is bad or they need to change it. It's the game's identity. It's the way it's been built. Sometimes we have to let games be the games that uh, that they are, like out of the box. So... Uh, Nervain374 did the lack of FOV changeability and motion blur not actually turning off hinder your experience at all uh, you can turn the motion blur off by turning motion blur off and then turning post processing to low I have almost no motion blur I got a ton of comments yesterday on my stream on just how crispy everything looked this doesn't look as crispy because uh, it does have the, 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 the post processing is on probably like ultra so it's still there um, so I think that uh, I think that post-processing it low and blur off looks pretty good. I, the, the the shake, the camera shake needs to be, we need to be able to turn that off. That's terrible. It's too much. It's The camera shake is, thankfully I don't notice it that much, but whenever I watch footage and I'm looking for it, I'm like, that is obnoxious. Like, look at that. Like, just landing. It's just like, it's like I'm on a trampoline all the time. <laughs> But thankfully, when I'm playing, I get too immersed. I don't notice it. When I watch footage, I'm like, gee, many frick, the camera shake. Uh, Old Bird. Do you feel that Anthem can update PvE content enough to stay engaging for what it's trying to be? Destiny, uh, during a content drop, PvE keeps keep people playing. Okay, first of all, this is inaccurate. If you look at the player statistics, Destiny's PvP is never keeping the game going, ever, in the history of the game. It has always been a smaller portion of the player base, so this is not backable by any stats, both from internal stats at Bungie when they've spoken with folks visiting Bungie, as well as the public stats that can be checked. PvE has always got more engagement, because it's easier to just do it and it's more appealing, I think, to the, the, the larger uh, player base. Um, now, to your question, though, can it stay strong? Like, you're, you're intimating that without PvP, they're going to have a harder time sustaining the player base. I think with the multiple layers of, of difficulty and the, the, the super amount of depth of gear you can get on four different javelins and the multiple different playstyles and builds for each individual javelin, I think it'll take people a long time 
before they sort of feel like I'm quote unquote done. Now, can they crank out content fast enough? I have no idea. When Destiny landed, there was no way for us to know that they were going to be slow about content crank out. I, I again think that a seasonal drift setup is going to be the best thing for Anthem, but we don't know yet. They're going to have to detail. The, the question is, how are you extending Endgame? They're going to have to answer that at some point. Sherwood Danny. How do you think longevity of this game will fare? I just questioned just like this, so I'm going to skip your question because I basically just answered it. I appreciate the question, but I basically just answered it. If you're new to the stream and you're enjoying this content, it is live. People have some of these questions in my Twitch chat right now. So if you're here right now, click the follow button. If you're liking the content, this is a, that's a free way to support me. I do this podcast called SNTR Presents In Destiny. I'm going to be doing it in the Anthem and Division and games like it where I pick a topic the topic in the discussion was Anthem versus Destiny, and when I'm done with that little 10 minute talk, people submit questions so if you're digging the vibe and you're digging the channel, click that follow button that is an easy way to support what I do, and thank you for being here, this is a great turnout, I appreciate the support very much, Crafties Wigglyballs says we all get excited about the Activision Bungie news, EA doesn't exactly have a better reputation, any concerns you see such as microtransactions I spoke with another content creator at the event And he said that this is one of those times where the contract is hands-off. EA is more hands-off in this contract. There have been other contracts where they've been more hands-off. And and I'm just going based off of his reading. He said, in his reading of the contract, this is a more hands-off relationship. BioWare has been given the freedom to sort of build the game they want to build. So... Given that the microtransactions, I've already kind of answered this question, right? The microtransactions are primarily, not primarily, they're all cosmetic and there's internal economy that can be earned to buy them as long as, as long as that's how it stays. Vanity only and an in-game currency I can earn to purchase those items if I want. I have zero problem with the microtransactions, right? And I also think... Based on the guy, what the guy was telling me, he sounded informed. He wasn't telling me he was just talking out of his butt. He also wasn't talking to an audience. He was just talking to me. So I feel like it's a, it's a contract where Bioware is more in the driver's seat. And the microtransactions, I think, have become a necessity for games of service. And as long as it's how they've couched it, I'm fine with it. So, And again, this is footage from when I was super inexperienced. So a lot of the things I'm doing are backwards and wrong. I'm not priming and detonating. I'm... I'm a very inexperienced player in this footage. Um, Pepper Onion Soup. What kind of reaction can we expect from Bungie if Anthem goes big? I don't think developers look at other games and say, man, we better change everything we're doing or we better completely you know, alter our, alter our game plan because oh man look at what they're doing over there now do I think that they probably learn from other games yeah sure they probably do but I don't think developers are like sitting down like alright guys Anthem's been successful what do we do like I think their focus is to make their game as good as possible right um so I I don't know if there's going to be any big shifts in Bungie's plan. They parted with Activision. They have the annual pass. They have future plans for the content that are going to continue to be unveiled. And I don't think any of that's going to dramatically change or shift because Anthem is 
as successful or not as successful as people thought. That isn't really how companies work. A company's vision and philosophy and plan of action doesn't change dependent upon another company's success. That's generally not how it works. So... BWF Glow, do you think the grind for good guns like in Destiny will be as important in Anthem? After playing the Anthem demo, I feel like guns are just an afterthought and it's all about abilities. That was kind of the continued uh, verbiage that I was using. Guns are a bit of an afterthought. Now, in this footage, you're seeing me. I'm, I'm, I'm not using my abilities as much. I'm using a lot of guns. And so I think grind for guns will be there. I think grind for guns is is there, but not not to the degree that it is in Destiny, right? It's more about getting abilities. When I got an ability that enabled me to run around with my shield and I had Tesla coil just automatically going, it changed the way that I played the the Colossus. That was awesome, right? That was a, that was a really really dope time. And so that I think is one of the things I was really trying to drive home in the talk is that the guns in Destiny are cool and they're sought after, but they don't really change your playstyle, right? They don't really change your playstyle. A little bit, a little bit. The, the the gear and the abilities in Anthem completely change your playstyle. What you get, the things that you try, the Tesla coil, the flamethrower, the mortars, the missiles. You play differently. So, and somebody's making a good point in chat, and I love this. The importance of abilities takes away the pressure for Bioware to get guns perfectly balanced. That's a really good point. And I also think guns have their place, right? Like, getting a really good spin-up chain gun for the the Colossus, it helps, man. It works for his playstyle. He's just down in there just grinding stuff up. And getting a really nice one of those, I think, is going to help. Uh, Sven Rage. What kind of raid-like activity are you hoping for in the endgame? I know you can't talk about much things yet. Would you like to hear your own thoughts on that? I've not seen anything that elaborate. I've not heard anything about raids. Do I want? Do I want raids? I I don't know. I don't know because I think raids can turn into a very difficult entry point, low engagement, lots of development bandwidth. I think it's better to lean into the difficulty spectrum because that gives their capital what they use and what they build, they get way more capital, way more elasticity out of the content. They build strongholds, and you can go in and play them on easy, or Grandmaster 3, right? There's this huge spectrum, and Grandmaster 3 would be, that's kind of where you would go to feel like it's like a quote-unquote raid. I mean, trust me, when Datto and them were playing Grandmaster 1 and they were inexperienced, I don't know if they were even strong enough for Grandmaster 1, it was kind of like listening to Datto run a portion of a raid. Lots of call-outs, lots of communication, lots of synergy, and I think you get more capital out of your game when you do that. I always said Destiny should build campaigns entirely of strikes. So everything you play in the campaign has purpose and is repurposed in the end game, right? If you build a raid and it's super hard and it's like, it's larger than the four, I don't think you're going to get anything that's larger than four man squads, by the way, in Anthem. I think that's going to be a universality in the game, right? It's going to be a universality. It's always going to be a four man thing. 
if you suddenly built like an eight-man raid and it was really freaking difficult and it took like two hours and oh my gosh only the best of the best can do it i mean you've got to spend an awful lot of time developing that tweaking it debugging it for a small slice of the community to play it but if you build if you just keep cranking out like encounters that are like strongholds so that the best of the best the hardcore players can ratchet up the difficulty everybody gets to enjoy the new content spectrum of difficulty is so key it's so key i think that that's something that's really going to help this game do what i was worried about i think it's going to continually appeal to the casual because they can just boot up and play easy and have a really good time and i can go into the same exact content and get my freaking teeth knocked out because i because i want it to be tough so that's that's my hope for the the end game extension i i don't think raids would be uh the way forward for how they've built this because difficulty spectrum is kind of in the background saying you don't need to do that so uh now if they build raids uh, that's okay that's okay if they have a team that builds raids i'm fine with that but i i definitely think you get way more capital out of it right uh, Hobbit Spartan, can you customize your character you're playing, male, female, different races male or female voice and you're seeing a little bit, you'll see a little bit of the customization in this in this screen I don't know if I go to it uh, in this video, you're seeing me pick the different abilities and kind of comb through the menu I've already customized my character and what he looks like uh, armor can be tweaked, there's different armor pieces you can buy to make the armor look thicker or thinner and there's uh, there's also there's also different decals, different colors, different textures. I liked how you could change the wear state. You could make it look like it has been beat up and drugged through mud, or crystal clean and just pressure washed. Like you can make your you can really have a lot of customization there. But as far as different races, no. But male, female voice, yes. Okay, Otter, with the ability to increase the difficulty on certain activities, do you see any systems in place to prevent? quote-unquote false difficulty instead of the player being tissue paper is it too soon to know this is he's using my, some of my lingo this isn't my lingo it's not it's not it's not owned to me but okay otters here a lot and i talk about false difficulty a lot and that's why he's asking this question <laughs> nice little uh, head head bash there um I don't think it will feel like false difficulty because if you go if you go in and you're unprepared and you're like, I can't do this. I can't. I'm too weak. I'm dying too much. There's a handful of things you can do, okay? You can try to have better team comp with debts and primers. You could try to lower the difficulty and grind for a better loadout, right? And then come back. What I call false difficulty is when you launch a raid in Destiny and you set up terrible leveling paths so people go into the raid launch weekend and are weak. There's nothing, there's very little you can do in Destiny be like, oh, well, I'll do this and you do this and then I'll do this and then suddenly everything's a lot easier to manage. That's something you can do in Anthem. All right, you prime, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait. Okay, they're primed, okay, boom. And then you get a big combo and you're like, okay, we might be able to do this. We might be able to manage this. The team comp and the complementary abilities and the and your loadout with deading and priming, I think gives you there's more uh, there's more like flexibility in there to try different things. And if you aren't having success, you can just leave. 
One of the things I think people aren't liking about the Colossus, for example, in the demo, he doesn't have any appropriate gear on, so he's mega weak. I got one blue mod component, and it added 800 armor. So he felt like tissue paper because he was missing a contextual, like contextually powerful mod component for the level of stuff I was doing. So I went and I was like, I'm getting two tapped. I pulled out my shield, big, big shield was gone. I'm like, what's going on here? I didn't have the appropriate mod components. It's a demo. They threw us into like, like midstream. So mistakes were made. That's okay. But I think that just goes to show it's not like false difficulty. If you're initiating it, you can back out. And even once you're in there, you can try different things, man. The priming and the detonating, if you were watching Datto and his team fight the boss at Grandmaster 1, they were strategizing to overcome the difficulty. They weren't just getting hit with a delta wall. Well, I'm dead. Well, these are going to take too long to kill. You know? It was good. It, it looked good. It didn't look like false difficulty to me. So... It's hard to know the difference, because I rail against Delta, okay? I rail against Delta, but it's not just a lazy Delta if team comp build and and strategy can either can meet it, or you can leave, gear up, and come back and meet it, right? So basically, the player is in more control on Anthem with the content than Destiny. That doesn't really feel like there's going to be a gear check that you have to wait a week or sort of refresh the content and try again. Yeah, because it's all up to you. If you're like, dude, Grandmaster's too hard, let's just keep grinding this at hard, right? There's easy, normal, hard, then there's Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3. If you try Grandmaster 1, you're like, ah, it's going to take us too long, dude. Let's just keep grinding it hard, try and get some better drops, try and raise our armor and our and our damage, and then let's come back later. You can do that. It's totally up to you. Again, that difficulty spectrum, man, that is a quality point that is just going to keep paying out dividends for this game feeling fun because you're like oh yeah grandmaster one when i looked at it okay these stats could change but when i looked at it grandmaster one was like 165 percent damage and health for enemies and then 165 percent increase in like the good stuff dropping right and i was like Wow, like that's a big jump in drops, right? But hey, if you're it's if it's tough, it, you'll you're gonna feel adequately rewarded if they're if they're raising drops that that high. That's a, that's a good thing to see. Um, so, and I'm being told there's a legendary component for the Colossus that adds 12k armor. So, like, you see what I'm saying? You're gonna get to the point where you're stacked to the rafters, and you're gonna want you're gonna want those high levels of difficulty to make it fun. Z Prima. What time are we... Uh, this time we we're comparing Anthem to D2. Do you think when D3 comes, we will compare it back to Anthem and we'll see more similarities and differences? Here's the thing. We have gotten... Um, we have gotten some... You know, l- leaks and things that have indicated that the next Destiny might be more of like an actual like hardcore grind RPG. Okay? We've, we've heard this. Okay? Now... If if that's true, they could learn something from some of the customization, right? The abil- what if abilities in Destiny suddenly could have things that drop specific for them? What if you could get gear that drops in Destiny that changes your your grenade, your melee, whatever, your jump, 
I don't know. I could see them doing that. I, I don't see them completely uprooting and ripping the identity of Destiny out, though. It'll still feel like Destiny, but as far as investment goes, I, I could see them saying, man, Anthem got some things right about having more lanes of investment there's mod components there's your two weapons there's your two abilities there's your there's not your ultimate there's your your l and your rb does i forget what it's called you can see it over there there i have i have four abilities i have my melee i have i have my rb my lb and then i have lbrb together i forget what that's exactly called because it's not your ultimate it's something else it's like your support ability is it your support ability so but a support ability can drop. You can get a different support ability. It just drops in the game. You can get a different LB or RB ability. They just, they drop. So, and you can craft them. You can find better versions. You can find versions that all, like, have different subtexts that, like, change things about your build. So, like, you could get a really, really good mortar fire that you like, but then it's, like, it's got text on it that doesn't really suit your build. So you use it, but you're not really happy about it. They could do a whole thing like that in Destiny. Having, like, things that actually drop that change or modify your abilities is huge. Because then you're not just chasing guns and armor. You're chasing all kind of different stuff. It's really, really smart. And you can see it over there. Again, I wasn't educated about the primer and the detonation. You can see my melee and my grenade both have little circles next to them. Up in the up in the corner next to it. And then my missile has, like, a little spark next to it. I think in the... In the... Um, in the recent demo, it wasn't a spark. It was like a little flame. That's primer and detonator. So that's communicating to me that both my melee and my grenade is a primer. It's a circle. And then the, the missile is a boom. It's an explosion. It's a, it's a detonator. So it's explaining that to me over there with the UI. Um, as far as I can see, the only resource restriction in Anthem is cooldown. Are they planning to release some kind of mana system for future javelins? There's only one ultimate pure uh, ultimate per javelin. Would you be able to have options for ultimate or javelins in the future? Uh, as far as I know, there is legendary and endgame stuff that actually will change your ultimates to certain degrees. So I don't know to what degree though. So you could start to get legendaries and high end gear that makes your ultimate behave different, and that kind of has like a sky is the limit feel to it, right? What if on the ranger he launches all those missiles? what if there's a future season where suddenly you can chase a legendary thing that changes his ultimate to shoot like napalm missiles or lightning missiles or instead of a bunch of missiles it shoots one big nuke like I don't know you know what I'm saying they they could do anything like that I am purely firing from the hip here I don't have any information I just know that I, there, there was there was a there was a guy that was like yeah and maybe or maybe not there might be end game gear that changes your ultimate a little bit and that was all I said so I don't I don't have any concrete information but they could do a lot with that your your ultimate could change with loot that'd be dope right that'd be cool an eight shot Col- Colossus ulti that'd be a little ridiculous wouldn't it. Okay, fuzz bounce. Would you mind explaining what the Rift season system is Diablo for someone who's never played it? So every season, there is a new sort of batch of things to go chase, and you go into Rifts, and Rifts, as I understand it, are like sort of like randomly generated uh, environments. They might not be randomly generated. I don't know. Chat might need to help me here, because I haven't done it. I haven't done it in a while. 
but you go into these rifts and it can spit out the dope new gear and that's basically what you do it's just like a new seasonal loot grind to make yourself even stronger and to chase even cooler like builds and stuff um, hey what's good Blessies is in the chat he was there at the event with me there was an armor piece that gave 3000% bonus to your Colossus ultimate allowing 6 cannon shots there we go there we go Blessies just answered the question a little bit right you can get stuff that changes your ultimate now I think it'd be cool if the nature of the ultimate changed but as far as I know the seasons launch there's new stuff to chase and you throw yourself into a rift and then you go and you chase the new loot so that's what I would picture Anthem doing, right? So there's no big changes for ults with gear. Well, for now, they could do that, you know, later on. Um, Rifts is a random gen dungeons, right? So with world changing being a theme in Anthem, they could do a rift system where different parts of the world get changed by these shaper storms and you go in and it's random and there's random enemies and random bosses and then you fight them and then you're chasing some of the new loot for that season, right? In three months, they could say, this is season of the, you know, season of the storm, you know, or season of electricity. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. And you go into a shaper storm and there's a whole theme of gear that can drop in that environment to give you like a new style of build for your, for your javelins. And you chase all that dope new stuff and each javelin then could have a whole new play style, right? I... I want a season of Blessius. Season of Blessius would be pretty good as long as the eyebrows are there. <laughs> Evil Beans. I'm generally a solo player as my friends don't like these types of games. Should I stay away from this? No, I think solo players are going to be just fine. Now, if you want if you want to go into the really 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 end game grandmaster stuff, you're going to have to start making friends with people. That's those things are at odds. Thank you for gifting a sub to bless uh, silent. Those things are at odds. You can't be a primarily solo player and come to a, a, a co-op RPG and say, I want to do the end game stuff and not really worry about communication or playing with people. I mean, that's that's like saying I really want to play raids, but I'm mainly a solo player. Can I play the raid solo? <laughs> like, can I just match make into a raid and not say anything? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So I think the, I think the game is perfect for solo players. But you got to understand, like, if you're wanting to go into Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3, you're going to have to get to a point where you start to meet people and talk to them, right? You're going to have to stop being a wallflower and get out on the floor and dance, okay? <laughs> Deck. I may have missed you talking about this point, but what are your thoughts on not knowing what your loot is until the mission is over? I'm going to do a whole talk on this. I'm okay with it because of the flow of content and because it's so much min-maxing and because gear can change so much in your loadout and you'd be moving a lot around. You don't want people loot-gazing in the middle of playing. Um, I think that would be a that would be a pretty big mistake. Um, to have people just constantly be like, oh, I got loot, hang on. It's not like oh, I got loot, hang on, in Destiny, we're like, oh, it's a blue, dismantle, oh, let me check the roll, oh, it's crap, dismantle, and you're right back into it. You know what I mean? It, um, it, it would really, I think, it would really hamper the, the, the game flow. It just works. You get back to base, you got all this loot, and you go into your loadout, and you see how you want to change your loadout. There'd be way too much navel-gazing, because there's so much loot, and there's so much differences in the loot, I think it works better this way.
Uh, loot gazing slowing down missions in D2 drives me nuts. I couldn't imagine it being with the build system in Anthem. Right, like, it's even more complex than Anthem. There's so much in it that would change and be different. I, I don't think you would want, uh, you wouldn't want that to happen. Uh, and here I was trying out a sniper. Um, it was actually kind of hard. There was like, there's no aim assist at all. <laughs> I was having a hard time. <laughs> I was having a hard time with that sniper. The only crew, the only crew says, hey, Lono. Do you think having a game like Anthem will help Destiny see what the player base enjoys? Well, I think a game like Anthem can enumerate, enumerate, illuminate. It can illuminate and kind of raise to the surface. Oh, that's a loot grind that people will do. That's a content loop that people find accessible. They're different games. They feel different. Their loot incentives are completely different. But Bungie can start to see if we have as I said before, items for everything your abilities, your jump, your grenade, your whatever and those items can drop random and do different things well then people could be a little bit more inclined to say now I've got more to chase like people are willing to chase that sort of thing I don't, I don't know, like, oh, this is what player base enjoys. What I enjoy in Anthem isn't necessarily going to inform what I would enjoy in Destiny because they're such different games. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, Morgan Lee, did you play uh, the VIP demo? If you did, how different was the demo from your capture play? Okay, you're watching my capture play. Capture play had like, zero problems and glitches, felt super optimized, ran super well. Um, it felt newer. Uh, some of the UI stuff, it was different and updated in our capture play. So I think our capture play had had some updates. As far as like movement and everything everything the core gameplay felt exactly the same look at that guy he's a genius uh nizer or nizer nizer i don't know zero zero two six what do you think about the loot that you can get lost if you get disconnected houndish talked about it in his video as far as we know the worst case scenario is if you dc and you can't get back before the minish the, the mission finishes so, if you're playing with a matchmate encounter and you get DC'd, you should be able to jump right back in, reconnect to that mission, and then as long as you do that, you get your loot back. Also, as far as I know, once you go back to the fort, the loot is there. There's like a... You just go to free play, I'm being told in chat. I saw multiple tweets from Bioware that seemed um, to indicate... Okay, Colin McCarty is saying, I got DC'd, I went into an immediately ended free play, and I got all my loot. So I think you just have to go back into the game, and then end a session. When you end that session, you, like, you do the whole going back to fort, and then you get your stuff. So apparently, you, you cannot lose loot. So we're, we're getting two people saying that in chat. Lloyd Christmas. I hear there's no PvP. How do you feel about it? Think testing metal versus I think testing metal versus metal is a lot of fun for players. I'm glad there's no PvP. I hope they never add PvP. I think PvP hurts power fantasy and the uniqueness of each class and the power is in place and won't be messed up because of no offense, because of whiny PvP players, right? I just we don't want PvP in every game. I don't want PvP in Anthem. I don't want PvP in Borderlands. I don't. Why? Because I want a gun that throws chainsaws that cuss you out. And they're not going to be able to do that in Borderlands if there's freaking PvP. Because and the chainsaw cuss gun's too strong. And then I don't get my chainsaw cuss gun. Okay? Give it to me. Gearbox. And 
We don't have to worry about any of that crap if there's no PvP. So. Uh, Uck and Wits? Uck and Wits? I'm not sure how I'm supposed to say your name. I'm going to call you Wits. You think uh, they need better guns, or with what you play behind the scenes, do you think the guns are just fine? I think the guns are fine. I think the guns work. I think the guns will get better as you level up and not feel so chintzy. They feel chintzy because we're using green and white guns and even blue guns. There's like three more levels beyond that. So you're using like low to mid-tier weaponry. So it feels pretty normal and it's an abilities-based game. It's not a shooter. Like it is a shooter, but it's not primarily a shooter. Um... Why Nitsid says thoughts on bugs in the demo frustrating and disappointing as I said it's like trying to show your friend your favorite album and the album keeps skipping like we know the game is good we know the game can be fun but people just couldn't get in the dadgum game it was it was it was disappointing because I wanted people to go in and have the experience that I had at the capture event uh, same person do you think the Warframe audience will enjoy Anthem also love your streams thank you I think the movement and the interceptor and some of the melee based stuff I think interceptor and ranger I think fans of Warframe will love those intercept those javelins the interceptor and the ranger if they lead with the melee the way I do when I play ranger I think fans of Warframe will really like it <laughs> like I, I do now they might get grumpy about the fact that they actually have to <gasps> pay money for the game but <laughs> I think um <laughs> I think they'll like those two javelins I'm sorry, Warframe fanboys always get on my always get on my content. They're like, it's free. Warframe's free. Why do other games cost money? It's like every game can't be Warframe! So like like <laughs> So yeah. Uh, I think they'll like those two javelins. Death Monkey, do you think there will be an annual pass like D2? As far as we know right now, there's no monetized content ads. You just buy the game. I don't know if they just plan on the microtransactions carrying it or what. Excuse me, <clears throat> I had to clear my throat. Uh, no, uh, no camber. Any thoughts on the UI? During the VIP demo, I felt like the menu, specifically party-related, could take some inspiration from Destiny's. Sometimes I think you're just used to Destiny's. I don't think Destiny's is that amazing. Uh, I think you're just used to it. Um, I, the UI didn't bother me. Here's what I think happens. Here's what I think happens. The first time you interact with something, you don't understand it. And that is normal. As soon as I understood it, it was fine. I knew where to go, and I knew what to do. It didn't bother me at all. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's that's normal. Like, that's what you typically do. You're like... Uh, now, I was told that the UI on PC with mouse and keyboard is tough. It doesn't flow right. There's a, there's a thread on Reddit where they said... A lot of the interaction on PC feels like a bit of an afterthought. It feels like it was primarily built for controller. Obviously, as somebody who used a controller, (laughs) I didn't experience any of that. So if we get negative feedback from the UI, gosh, the storm is so sexy. Look at that. Um, If we get negative feedback from the UI, I do think some of it was related to mouse and keyboard interactions being a little clunky and clumsy. But if it's just if it's just the lack of familiarity, you got to remember that that's normal. Once I knew where to go and what to do, I didn't have a problem with it. If the mouse and keyboard fluidity is bad, that's just something you need to work on. That seems to be consistent feedback that mouse and keyboard for flying, water, and the U and the menus is pretty poor. So, um, 
no keyboard play and mouse uh, no buy for me good to know no you can play mouse and keyboard it's just some of those aspects need to be uh, optimized and again we were playing a six week old build so a lot of that may have happened we don't know um I didn't hear anybody at the capture event complaining about mouse and keyboard other than swimming. Uh, and then the demo went live and that's all I heard from people. It's like, oh my gosh, mouse and keyboard for flying. Oh my gosh, mouse and keyboard for UI. Now maybe the people at the capture event were just used to it. So they were less prone to complaint. They're like, oh, maybe they just kind of understood how to interact with it. Or maybe it was better. I don't know. Sigmoidal wheel. Uh, I get my butt kicked here. I think it's two crazy monkeys that, yeah, these guys are wild. I'm not strong enough to fight the, uh, there's two Ursics that show up here and I was just having fun attempting to damage them. And I, uh, I ultimately fail. (laughs) Um, what is the, oh, next question. Sigmoidal wheel. At the event you went to, uh, were you playing the demo version that the VIPs played over the weekend? Uh, what were we released? I asked because I heard the demo XP and drops were more generous. Do you have any info on the XP gains and drops that will change the game release? They actually were very public about this. They said that the demo was going to give you increased everything so that you could experience the game. They wanted you to be able to buy stuff, modify stuff, equip stuff, craft stuff. They wanted you to be able to experience the game, and that was their their goal. They're not trying to like play like they're not trying to play like a a shell game. Haha, <laughs> you played the demo and you thought all the currency was going to be at this level. <laughs> Tricked you. Boom, and then they hit you with larger costs when the game launches. That's not what's going on. They literally made it so you could experience those act, those those elements of the game because you have a limited time to play. You know, I, that's that I think is normal, and they said so um, ahead of time. The one and only. If the next demo does not go well, what do you think will happen for the future of the game? I mean, the next demo not going well will hurt sales, right? It'll it'll hurt sales. Um, because people are going to play this coming weekend as a test to see if they want to get it, right? They're not going to just, oh, well, I'll look past the bugs. I can't get in the game and infinite looping and locking up and freezing and everything else. They're, people are not going to overlook that. You can't overlook that. If you played the demo and, like, fell through the map or you played the demo and there was a quest that was broken you had to restart the quest... I think most people be like, eh, it's a demo. This is the stuff they fix. But when you can't even get into stuff, when you can't even get into the game, that's hard for people to forgive. And I have a hard time asking people to forgive that. Like, it's kind of like, how are we supposed to demo? It's like saying, hey, we got these new cars for you to test drive. And like 100 people show up to test drive 100 cars. And like 75 of the people can't even drive. They're like, my car won't start. Like, okay, hang on. We're on the way. <laughs> try this, try that, try new this. And after the end of the day, most of the people didn't get the test drive for more than like 10 minutes. Well, that'd be you wouldn't consider that a quote unquote test drive, right? Um so I, I that would be my concern is that people will have a hard time looking over it if they don't even get to test drive the vehicle. If you can test drive and there's issues some glitches, some bugs here and there. I think people expect that. But if you can't even test drive, I think that's when it gets problematic. 
Uh, Super Stua. Destiny has struggled getting the economy correct in the game, such as enhancement cores, and has had many years to fine-tune it. Do you worry about the economy and Anthem being an issue when the game releases? If so, what are your concerns? If not, what makes you feel comfortable they will get it correct? Okay, the fact that they can have a capture event and a demo where the economy behaves completely differently tells me they can make adjustments pretty easily to the economy. So if something is way too generous or way too stingy, we can provide that feedback. We can say, look, man, we're supposed to use this for crafting and I've got a thousand of everything and then this one thing over here, I can't even get to drop once. Well, they would hear our feedback and say, oh, wait, okay, we'll look at that, right? They can tweak the 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 occurrence of the uh, economic sources. They've already done that, so I I'm I'm confident that they could make those adjustments if it was too much or too little. I'm I feel good about the economy. I never once felt like it was too easy or you know or way too hard. Now, obviously, we're playing in 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 sliced out content, so we'll just have to wait and see. The one and only 16. If the next demo does not go well, what do you think will happen with the future of the game? I already answered this question. Uh, Lord Jacob, what javelins might we see in the future? At this time, when we ask, there's no plans for them to add any javelins. That doesn't mean they won't. (laughs) I I could see them just always dialing in the same four and having each javelin change significantly with the season you know whole new set of abilities and stuff that would be really cool because then you feel like I'm heavily invested in this ranger and now there's a whole new build for ranger right I could also see them selling new javelins they're not selling new content but they would sell a new javelin that you could grind for gear up and level up and get all the stuff not level up but you know what I mean but I, I, they said that there was no plan to add javelins at this time. So I would think complete ability shift points would be cooler and easier than brand new javelins. Rhetorical solution. They've said they will only have three strongholds at launch. I don't feel that's enough for endgame, even with legendary contracts and stuff. Do you feel they are hiding something bigger than the strongholds? Well, there's the Shaper Storms that we don't have any clue what they do. So... Again, seasonal rift sets and things like that, like Diablo does, I think is going to be the key. Only three strongholds. Yeah, well, play a couple strongholds at Grandmaster 1, 2, and 3, and then talk to me. So, Because you're not even there yet. Like, let's wait. Let's wait. Difficulty spectrum changes everything. There is a Rageless Roundtable tonight. If you guys have been enjoying this segment of my, po- of my stream, if you guys have been enjoying this, number one, click follow. Number one, click follow. Number two, tune in tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern for the Rageous Roundtable right here on this channel. So click follow. Click the little heart button so you're following my stream. We do talks and Q&As like this all the time. And every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, I do a podcast. So, yeah, the let's, let's, let's just wait, you know. Play, play for a couple weeks and really grind at the harder difficulties. And those three strongholds might feel like they're enough, you know. Strongholds are basically nightfalls. Yeah, but you haven't played him at the at the at the Grandmaster one, two, and three yet. So no, 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 no. It's a very different way of of uh, of difficulty with combos and combats. Very, very, very different. You're right. Like right. You're right. It's a pinnacle mission. Like a Nightfall's a pinnacle mission. But again, I'm telling you guys, 
I, the reason I kept railing against the, the the difficulty spectrum being needed in Destiny is because of how well it's worked in Diablo. I think it's going to work in Anthem as well. Mutated Bunny, do you think Anthem will be a 100 plus hour game or a 1000 plus hour game? If it's a long term game, do you think a community will be uh, going there like Destiny? I hope it's the, it goes a long way. I think it's going to be closer to the 1000 hours. I do. There's too many builds. There's too many. There's too much depth. There's too much investment. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a hundred. No way. A hundred hours. That's that's what like a couple weeks. No way. I think I think it'll be a month before even the most hardcore player can claim they have all their primo gear and primo builds. I think it's going to take a long time for people to get there. Thank you, Gregors, for two months in a row. Welcome back. And thank you for keeping your Prime sub here. Thank you for using your Twitch Prime on my channel. Uh, Tenshino Kama says, is there meaningful group play in Anthem or will it be more like Diablo where you can do everything solo? Group play is where this game just shines. I think some people are rightly concerned, like, will I be able to do the hardcore endgame content without a, without a well-organized group? And my answer is probably not. You're going to want folks that you can talk with, coordinate combos, coordinate primers and detonators. You, that solo play is there on the lower difficulties, no problem. You can really build yourself well in each class for solo play. But man, oh man, does the game shine with a group. Guy with gun. Do you think EA and Bioware are getting it right with microtransactions? Yes, we visited this a few times. I'm fine with it. Unless it becomes very, very different than what we've seen. It's vanity items only. You can grind for in-game currency to buy the items, or you can spend money. It's it's the setup that more and more games should adopt. Nate Walls. In the tutorial, Fort Tarsus was all first person, seemed really slow, e.g. I could barely increase your speed, you can't sprint or jump. Do you think that could change into a third person style or will they stay for the first person in that area? We gave feedback on the sluggishness of Fort Tarsus and we were told there are technical reasons for how slow you move and that's essentially what we were told. There are other things you open up that can speed up your engagement with the quote-unquote fort, like the launch bay. Uh, I think that will make it a lot easier for people looking just to kind of speed, you know, get in and out. Um, So, running in the fort was disabled during the demo. Yeah, but it was also not allowed at the capture event, and we were told there were technical reasons why we move so slow. I don't know. Uh, BBN Bow with two months, and it's a tier two. Thank you for doing a tier two sub and for doing two months. Welcome back. Uh, gri- uh, Gritter 14. Instead of Anthem and the Division 2 being called Destiny Killers, shouldn't gamers actually state Anthem could be a Division Killer or vice versa? Both games have their sights on Destiny 2. Isn't it more likely they take each other out? First and foremost, I've never gotten the impression that BioWare wants to take out Destiny or any game. Uh, thank you, D. Jarez, for the Twitch Prime sub. Thank you for using your Twitch Prime sub on my channel. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope, and you deserve dope stuff. Um, so, I don't think they're trying to take out the other games. Now, sure, when they sat down at E3 2018, it did seem like a lot of their, their information uh, highlighted things that maybe Destiny wasn't doing right. Now, I think that two things were in play there. Number one, as a fan of Destiny, when you hear them highlighting certain things, it's easy to think, oh, they're taking shots at Destiny. You're keenly aware of the vacancies in Destiny. Not everybody in the gaming community is, right? So when they say there's matchmaking for all activities, you hear that. 
a whole heck of a lot different than everybody else if you're a fan of Destiny, right? <laughs> you hear that way different than everybody else. That doesn't mean they're targeting Destiny or, or they want to kill Destiny. That's not really something that's going on. Did they maybe highlight some things that we know were somewhat linked to Destiny's shortcomings or downfalls? Maybe. I, it's, it's another sci-fi looter shooter that's out there. I think these games can coexist, right? Look, if you love the way that Anthem feels, you might get really bored in the Division, you know? If you really like the way Division feels, you might really not like the abilities, flight-based agility flying thing that happens in Anthem. They're very different. Underneath, there's similarities in Anthem and Division, right? The min-maxing, the loot pursuit, the crafting. But I don't, I don't think this is a goal from any developer. Let's get them. Let's get Division. Let's get Destiny. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. So I, I'm not concerned about this at all. Uh, Dragonskin, do you feel that Anthem needs a Diablo-style stats panel uh, and item comparison? We do need a stat panel. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I felt like I was adding armor and health, and I was like, so what's my total? Uh, what do I have? <laughs> oh, well, how strong am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got uh, 100 armor added. How much armor did I have before? <laughs> like, it, There needs to be a stats panel. Maybe there is, and maybe I just completely missed it. <laughs> how much does EA worry you? Not at all. Not at all. I'm an EA game changer. I got flown out to California. I was treated very, very kindly, very hospitably, and I was never asked to be a shill. I was never asked to say or do anything. I wasn't given a script. I was told, don't record the tutorial, don't record this one endgame thing, and don't record the store. It's a placeholder. That's it. That's all they said. They said, please don't make videos and highlight bugs because those will probably get patched. Like, look at this. I fell through the map. Can you believe this freaking crap? Like, duh, don't do that. But they didn't They didn't do any of that. It was like, play the game and ask us questions. And then at the end, halfway through the second day, they sat down and they were like, what's your feedback? And they typed like everything we said. Right? I, they wanted feedback. Like, they weren't like, make the game look good, guys. It was, what do you think? Okay, okay, oh, wait, wait, wait. What are you saying? Okay, so, so, okay. The, he's typing it out. He's like, okay, the Colossus feels too weak in the end game. Okay, Storm feels too universally strong. Okay, okay, okay. Like, I, there, there was not, not once was I asked to do anything that I felt like was against my intentions as a content creator. I, I say the good and the bad. I say the pluses and the minuses. I've never once felt since I since I signed on with them that they're going to make me not say what I want to say I mean I've sat here and highlighted how disappointing the demo was you know I like there's a difference between and here's where I think people fall off the rails okay as an EA game changer I'm allowed to say oh my gosh this patch has caused so many problems or I really think this power is too is way too weak they really need to buff this they really mess this character up I'm allowed to say that. They're not going to come cracking down on me. Now, if I'm like, these guys are idiots. They don't know what the frick they're doing. They're greedy. They're just trying to squeeze a dollar out of us. Well, then, yeah, they're probably going to take issue with that. I'm, I'm 
sort of defaming the company that's that I'm in an agreement with. You're not allowed to do that. But they're not going to be like, hey, man, you, you had a critical video about something we did. You better take that down. That's not, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. You're not allowed to badmouth any company you do work with. Like, how stupid is that expectation? Like, oh, man, I'm partnered with G Fuel. Tastes like crap, though. Use my code. <laughs> like, you can't do that with any company you partner with, you fricks. Like, I'm not... You, you, who, why would you... Why would you badmouth... Why would you badmouth any... Why would you badmouth any company you're in business with? What is this cutscene? I forgot that was in there. I don't think that's supposed to be in there. Whoops. Um, baby, uh, baby kangaroo. I had a lot of hitching and rubber banding while playing the demo on the regular PS4. Is this linked to connection strength or the servers or something? I'm worried. It's not your console. It's not your console, dude. No, it's not your console. It's there were connection issues. Rubber banding happens in any game. Rubber banding happened in Quake 3 back when I played it, right? Like, that's a thing. That, like, if if you, if you're having, like, that happened in Destiny. <laughs> like, you would run, and like, blip, and then you'd be backwards. And then you'd run, and then you'd be, blip, you'd be backwards. Like, I don't, the, rubber banding is not an issue. Rubber banding isn't, uh, isn't going to be something that causes any, any problems. Like, long term. It was a connection thing. You're not you're you're not gonna like oh man I don't have a PS4 Pro or oh man uh, I hope I I, uh, I I hope I don't have to buy an Xbox One X you know what I mean you don't have to do that you don't have to worry about that uh, Creed Bub so I'm afraid this game will be a bla- will be a bust like Fallout 76 EA in their play uh, P2P history worries me. I want to hold off to buy the game, but I also don't want to get behind. I have an addiction to racing to the top advice. Do whatever the frick you want, man. It's your $60. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? It's your $60. Like, if, if if you don't want to get behind, then that's like your sentimentality as a player. If you think this is going to be a bust like Fallout 76, I have a couple of things to show you why that's unlikely, okay? Fallout 76, everything leading up to its launch was vague, non-specific, I felt like unhelpful answers, right? They have done nothing with Anthem but like give details, streams, ask me anything about Anthem on Twitter, a capture event where content creators were able to go and capture and play and and ask questions. Now, sure, the demo was not the best representation of the product. The VIP demo was frustrating, right? But I don't think that's an indication of that we've got another Fallout 76 on our hands. I never, before Fallout 76 came out, I never felt like I had a grapple on like what that game was going to be about and what I was going to do. I was like, I, what am I going to be doing? Like, what? Why would I play? What is it? PVP? Is it not PVP? Can I build a settlement? Can my friends come to my settlement? Will my settlement stay there? Will they'll set, Can their settlement join my settlement? There were so many questions that I had that never. I just never, never, never felt like got answered. I feel like I know so much about Anthem's beginning, middle, and end. I feel like I understand what what I'm what what I'm going to value, what I'm going to look for, what I'm going to be motivated by. Four different javelins that I've gotten to play differently, find different abilities, find different classes. Like. 
I, I don't feel like this is even close to being in that ballpark. And if you're like, oh no, I'm going to get behind. What should I do? I'm worried about EA. Man, it's your 60 bucks. I'm never going to tell you how to spend your 60 bucks. I'm not going to sit here and be like, pre-order today. Click the link. I'm an EA game changer. Pre-order right now. Pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. That's not what I'm going to do. I've never told people to buy a game. I've always said, here are the things that I think would motivate me to purchase. Here are the things that I think are good. Here are the things I think are valuable. If that's good enough for you, then let that be your motivation. If that's not good enough for you, then wait. Then wait. There's nothing wrong with waiting a day. You wait a day or two. You get a day or two behind, oh, boo-hoo. At least you know you watch some streams, you watch some YouTube, right? You'd be more confident as a, as, as a, as a consumer. But I don't know. They, they, I went in I went in apprehensive. I was not a fanboy. I hadn't been watching vids. I didn't know a freaking thing about the game. And within an hour, I was like, this is really fun. And then within the next day, I was like, the investment paths are here. This game is going to give the two things needed for a game as service. So... Uh, what is the end game for Anthem? It's the 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 highest tier gear dropping from the highest difficulty content, but the, the most you know it drops the highest likelihood and running contracts and strongholds. Uh, Oppose five unrelated, but what is the new info coming out today? Can't find anything about it. I don't know. I don't have any inside intel. I don't know if there's new info coming out today. I am Groot eighty one. Can you see yourself putting a thousand hours into Anthem? I one hundred percent can see myself doing that. Yes. Uh, Nitsed said, they said the economy will be different. Thoughts on what they mean? Yeah, they gave you, they gave you a pace of the economy that was far faster because you couldn't play as long. They wanted you to get a sampling of like what it would feel like. They wanted you to get a feel for like, okay, what am, you know, how much am I going to be able to do and when? And they wanted you to experience all the content. You can't experience all the content if you're, uh, if you're, oh, I'm never going to have this, right? If it's going to take you a week to get enough coins to buy all the different items, you can't play for a week. You're playing for three days, so they sped up the economy. Let's see here. Uh, Uncanny Games. Didn't catch the demo. Uh, did it give any insight into the possible storytelling slash campaign? If so, thoughts? Very, I mean, very little. Very, very little. Not much, No. Soldier on Music, was there any indication on how important the story is to Anthem? I'm hoping there is something compelling wrapped into the gameplay. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. On the first couple of missions, I loved the back and forth with the guy back at base. I said it very much reminded me of Jarvis, and it really makes me want an Iron Man game. (laughs) And his little bits and commentary about the wildlife and the animals and the scorpions and the fighting and stuff, there was like this very smart weaving of a past as well as like a present of like what we're working on, what we're trying to do. But the story is certainly not the centerpiece. Very quickly, I felt like the centerpiece was getting stuff for my javelin. So, um, so I don't know if the story is going to be this huge level of importance, but it's definitely there, and there's definitely a lot of lore, and there's definitely a lot of things you can go read that we weren't allowed to go read because they didn't want footage of us like with lore on the screen. Uh, JD Gamer, do you think Anthem will be like Vanilla D2 and have a great start but then fail later uh, with later content, especially being made by EA? For clarification, this game is not made by EA. It is made by BioWare. EA is the publisher and no, I don't think so. Okay, 
Destiny 2 was a complete departure from Destiny 1 in many respects. Destiny 2 did not let us play the uh, this level of fleshed out game as far as investment, seeing what the grind will look like, seeing what endgame will kind of be like. They, they didn't let us see any of that stuff. They didn't let us see any of that in Destiny. They've let us see a lot here, which means they're really confident, I think, in the product. That's why the demo glitches were so frustrating. Uh, Gray Shades. What do you think about unresponsive enemies? You put three huge rockets into an Ursix or a Lesser Titan, and they ignore you and just go through the pattern of attacking. Um, Apparently, that was addressed in a recent stream. I had somebody comment on my YouTube, and they said the the lack of awareness and response from the AI was addressed in a recent stream and they've actually they've actually done updates and patches to that so you shouldn't have enemies that are just literally just freaking standing there like staring like statues uh soured outlook from what i played of anthem it really feels like the story is meant to be consumed as a solo player for example my friends and i were annoyed with how much other chatting uh, with each other chatting over the cutscenes, but the missions are designed to be played with the team. I have read reports that there is 40 hours of campaign-style content. Does this seem like an odd fit for a multiplayer-only game? Well, no, because I don't know about you, but that's how I always play Destiny. I always play Destiny that way. I play through the campaign by myself, and then once I get into the grind, I start, uh, I start pairing up with people. I start doing stuff. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, given that you can, as, as I've said before, as I've said before, I think you can, you can play through and build yourself to survive solo just fine. And if you play through the campaign all by yourself, I would say that and then you start grinding with your buddies just because you don't want the cutscenes to be interrupted and stuff I don't know that's just always how I've done it but I could get you being like I want to play with my buds day one and there's all this dialogue well like think about what you're asking for if the if if you want to play any game day one that is allowing you to play co-op but also has a campaign you're gonna have to shut the frick up and watch the cutscenes right (laughs) do you know what I'm saying like, like, come on, like, be, be, be realistic here. Like, if you're playing through any game that is co-op while also having a campaign, you're just going to have to be quiet sometimes. And you're like, well, that's 40 hours. Well, I, you know, play by yourself then. You know? uh, DevQT32, how do you feel about no event specific loot? They mentioned raids won't have specific loot for them. Um, I mean, I... It's not that kind of game. Like, I feel like when I see a question like this, you might not be, but I feel like I'm reading a question from a Destiny player. Uh, I feel like this this game is different. This game is very much about going out, getting into really awesome combat sequences, beating really hard content with your buddies, you know, and then getting loot drops to make your gear better. Like, something to consider is when I was playing the endgame and I got a legendary to drop, I was playing as a Colossus and it dropped a legendary for an Interceptor, right? There's a a style of loot there that's just different than this idea that, well, I want to be able to go run a specific mission for a specific piece of gear. Do you want to know why they can't do that in Anthem? There's way too much gear 
there's way too much gear you'd have to have like I don't even know how many I don't even know how many missions you'd have to have there's so much gear you're getting you're getting Tesla coils and you're getting mortar strikes and missile launches and this gun and that gun flamethrowers and shotguns and pistols and auto rifles and chain guns and SMGs and sniper rifles and then you can get mod components and then you can get your support abilities like those are all pieces of loot that can drop there's no way they'd be able to have specific places to get those things it wouldn't jive with the like just the numeric amount of gear that can drop you can craft gear with intentionality through doing challenges. Yeah, that's right. That's true. You can do challenges and then do and then do grinding of specific gear that you might like. That's true. Uh, Creed Bub says, so back on the monetizing topic, what are the chances of them putting in shard-only purchases? Uh, an armor you can't earn in-game without buying it? How do you feel about that? Okay, what are the chances of them putting in shard-only purchases or armor that you can't earn game without buying it? All right, first of all, I'm going to put up the question banner for just a second. First of all, I don't think they're going to do this. I think this is like tinfoil hat, like we're going to get screwed skepticism. Um, that that kind of stuff, I don't I don't think is, is going to happen. I don't think they're suddenly just going to be like, oh my gosh, we better uh we better right now try and squeeze people with monetization and we're going to get them to buy this armor set that's really awesome and it makes you really really strong i don't think they're going to do that i don't think they could afford to do that i think the the press on that would be so so bad i also don't think they're going to do shard only purchases um now, they might do some items that have such a like such a silly amount of coins required that you feel like I might as well just spend the money. I'm never going to get this, right? Um They already did Legion of Dawn sets can only be obtained by spending an extra 20. I mean, are you talking about like a pre-order thing? That's different than them saying Here's a set that you can only buy with shards. Now again, if they say here's here is a here's an armor modification, it makes you look different. It's purely cosmetic. So here's a cosmetic change and a and a a paint job change and you can't get it any other way but with money. You can't any other way with money. I'm not I wouldn't be happy about that. That would be disappointing, right? That'd be disappointing, but as long as it's cosmetic only, I, I, I don't think we can get too upset. It's not, it's, you're not, like, think about this game and how much you're grinding for that's not cosmetic. There's two weapons in your loadout, two abilities, a support ability. There's up to, once you're completely maxed up, it's like, what, six mod components equipped. There's, I'm trying to think of all the other things you can equip. Is that everything? I'm thinking there's other stuff you can equip seven or eight things basically that you can chase and equip and change your loadout and change your playstyle. Yeah, there's the consumables. Yeah, there's the consumables as well that you can you can craft before you go anywhere. All that stuff that you're chasing and if they suddenly are like, yeah, over four characters as well as Jaggy Snake saying, that's all stuff that you're chasing. That's mainly what you're concerned with. If they're like, here's a here's an armor set that can only be bought with money and it makes your, you know, your javelin look really tanky. I would be disappointed. I'd be like, oh man, you guys, I, I really like the structure of 
you can you can save up your coins and buy it or you can buy it direct i think that's a better system so i would voice my criticism and i'd say i think it's a better system doing it the other way but i wouldn't say this is greedy this is bullcrap they shouldn't do this blah 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 because it's just cosmetic if it's if it's if it's always relegated to cosmetic only i don't think there's a need to get like super upset if you want to voice your criticism and say i prefer the other way i think that's allowable but as long as they're not selling power then there's no real reason i don't think to get all up in arms so Steamboat Willie says, do you think Anthem needs more flourish? For instance, having boss loot go straight to the inventory seems anticlimactic. I love D2 exploding chests. Oh, a big loot chest would be so much better. <laughs> that's That's been very consistent feedback. That's been very, very consistent feedback. Has been the... Um, the there's no loot. There's no loot chest at the end of... Uh, at the end of the mission. So... That, that we've all said that I think Ness says during the event in your gameplay did you get the feeling that they were purposely holding back information about the game to prevent leaks for example uh, quests like whisper for comparison no I don't think so that was a pretty cool ultimate how they all tracked I don't think so I don't think they were like holding stuff back they were definitely just not telling us about shaper storms and stuff like that I don't think it's going to be that kind of game though I don't think it's going to be that kind of game where there's like a mystery to get something. It's going to be, it's not going to be like that. That's kind of a destiny thing. Uh, Adamort. Will the game's dependency on synergy be complemented with other gameplay elements, raids, progression mechanics? Yeah, I don't know. Apparently somebody tweeted at me that there are confirmed eight man raids. So sure. I mean, the harder difficulty strongholds is definitely going to be a place where you're going to want that complementary play style, but also, you're you're gonna want to see um you're gonna want to like eight man's eight man raids if it is true i'm not saying it's true somebody tweeted at me that it's been confirmed and they linked to a youtube video i'm not saying uh that it's true that's what was been tweeted at me i didn't hear anything at the event about eight man raids they didn't say anything um but if they do raids and stuff like that, yeah, I mean, that's obviously going to be the high-end game content. That's going to be the tough stuff. That's going to be when you're going to want to have the best complimentary stuff going on. Bower Socks, do you think it may be safe to compare the Ranger to a Code of the Missile Titan? No. Uh-uh. I'm telling you, if th- the minute you stop comparing this game to Destiny, you're going to enjoy it a whole lot more. Right? It's a clickbait video. They all said f- fishing was coming. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um... Sacrificer, thank you for six months of subs and for using your Prime sub, man. That's half a year. Um. So, I don't the you you the minute you stop comparing the javelins to Destiny players, the better you're gonna be. Yo, trip with five months. Thank you for keeping your uh, Prime sub here. Um. Like, I compared Destiny to Anthem to highlight the differences and why I think both games can coexist, right? That's why I did that. I don't think, right, I don't think you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a Striker Titan right now. I, I not once felt that way. When I was playing as a Ranger and I finally got into a good rhythm of him, I was flying directly at the enemies meleeing with a sword, throwing a rocket, throwing a grenade, jumping up, dodging backwards, and doing it all over again. That doesn't feel anything like Destiny. Like, just because you can do, like, your missile launch in Destiny, I don't... Yeah, I... The abilities in Destiny, if you'd run, like... 
Code of the Missile with Skullfort, and you're running Code of the Missile with Skullfort, and you're just constantly slamming the ground. Kind of, but the the reward of combos is just a different element of combat that's not in Destiny. Me hitting the ground with my sword and then using a missile and hearing kaping and seeing combo pop up. There's something about that that makes this game feel completely and utterly different than Destiny. Thank you for 22 months, Blackwater Mercs. Another person keeping their primes up here, as well as Trip with five. I already thanked Trip. Thank you guys. Uh, Melano, what do you think about the shield damage from weapons? I feel it's way too low for most weapons. There's only a few abilities effective for this. Um, I don't know how that's going to play out. It did feel like the shields were sort of like uh, everybody team shot this guy. I don't know if electricity is supposed to damage them faster either, right? So, the Q&A is called Anthem versus Destiny. Right, and Anthem versus Destiny isn't the same, Shane, is saying, is a ranger basically like a, a titan? That's not saying Anthem versus Destiny. Anthem versus Destiny is a comparison to, like, illuminate the differences or the similarities. But, like, that's not to say, like, that was like when somebody's like, oh, the Interceptor's basically a hunter, right? No, it's not. It's not the same at all. Like, you know? The shield damage is low, so you can run non-comboable uh, abilities to take them down. Oh, yeah. See, I wonder if you're going to go into highly shielded areas. Now, here I go down here, and I'm way too weak. I get my freaking head kicked in here. Um, Ty Drake says, Do you think there will be more options available eventually? Maybe new ultimates? Seems strange to me that the ultis are offensive from what I saw. Um... I'm trying to think. Yeah, they are all offensive. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know if they'll ever be like defensive ultimates. That could be something that comes later on. I don't know. But as far as adding new ultimates and abilities later, I think they could definitely do that with like a seasonal. A seasonal change could do that. What are your thoughts on the revive system? It needs work. It needs work. The fact that you go down and can't crawl. The fact that you go down and can't just say, I'd like to just respawn, please. I don't want to sit here for the next 20 minutes. Nobody can get to me. Yeah, the revive system needs some adjustments made to it. At the very least, let me crawl away. um, Or make it like Borderlands. You have so much time to revive me, and then I respawn. And maybe make me respawn with like half health, so there's a bit of a punishment if you don't get to me. Mock Nix, what do you think about blueprints and the farming for resources? It felt good. It felt good. The fact that I can do challenges to unlock blueprints has me very excited. That way I can be intentional. If there's a certain weapon type that I really like, being able to focus on just that and challenges, and then getting the resources, and then building that gun, just that threat of investment has me excited. That's like one threat of investment that I, that, that's got me pumped. I would love to do that and see how different the weapons feel when you do that. Uh, start trekking. Is Anthem less of a solo player game than Destiny with the fact that playing with people makes it easier, better? I've already kind of addressed this. I think you can build for solo because uh, you can get the debt primer thing going on on your solo build and then just play in the easy normal difficulties uh, or and again matchmaking is available for all content so you can just go into hard and just see if it goes well people going into hard you would think would kind of know what they're doing if you really really want to tip everything over into the harder content though that is when having a team is going to become apparent and again that's part of the identity of hard RPG co-op content you don't go into you don't go into Destiny raids or any raids, any endgame content of most RPGs and expect to play by yourself and be okay. That's a silly expectation. So, 
Uh, but you can play solo a lot of the content just fine. Milo says, The communication from Bioware has been some of the highest I've seen, uh, only rivaled by Epic and Jagex with old school RuneScape. Do you think more games would have had better success if the devs were more transparent and communicative with the player base rather than being silent? There's pluses and minuses to both, man. There's pluses and minuses to both. Like, if you if you have a lot of communication with the public, okay, every time devs speak to the public, there is a chance for there to be a miscommunication and a miss and people to presume things that aren't true because oh well they said this this means this that happens all the time devs are usually scared to death to speak to the public because of this reality there's been entire articles and interviews from people in the industry uh, based on this this is not a new concept I'm not outlining anything you know new or that elaborate or that even hard to understand so sometimes it's difficult I think for a company to weigh the good against the bad like is it going to be worth having this level of transparency and communication the last time we did this people got the wrong idea people made a bunch of assumptions about this one statement and then we had to go and retract it and that leads to people saying why are you taking content out why are you doing this why are you why are you doing that like why are you why are you removing content Bungie why are you removing content you know Bioware so there's always that danger of making an accidental promise that you have to break and then people get upset because they'll zero in on that one thing. But I do think what Bioware has done with Anthem has been very, very helpful. So as long as it's very controlled and you and you have people that understand, stay on point, stay on script, don't misspeak, don't go off script, right? You're going to go off script and misspeak and people are going to run with it to Twitter and Reddit and everywhere else, so... Sock says, do you think that the Alliance clan system will be a great part of the game that promotes joining and creating with player interaction? Or do you think that it won't matter even if, if, excuse me, if you stay a lone wolf? I don't know how it works, so I can't speak to it. I don't know how it works. Anything that brings players together in this game and streamlines co-op is good. If they can do that, if they can get people together so people play together and have fun together... That's great. If you want a lone wolf, you can lone wolf. You know, we've addressed this a couple times already. I, I think you can uh, you can play lone wolf, no problem. Uh, Swim orange. How is Anthem different from Warframe? Um, Warframe definitely has different frames that have different identities. I feel like Anthem is immediately more accessible and has, I think, like a more broad spectrum of fun. Warframe doesn't really start to get going I don't think until you really put in lots and lots and lots of hours I had awesome gear and awesome stuff and awesome abilities right away with all of the frames when I got them Uh, I'm sorry all the javelins when I got them in Anthem and in Warframe I feel like I'm I'm not doing anything significant nothing is nothing felt meaningful the combat was boring and people are like oh it gets really good once you grind for like 50 hours or 100 hours so you know what i'm saying like warframe has its place but i feel like there was more of an instantaneous satisfaction with anthem right and this is older footage so again i'm playing like a classic shooter here i'm not using abilities or anything i'm just playing it like it's a shooter 
Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, but again, I don't think this is what really sh- makes the game shine. Uh, I, I hadn't learned abilities and debts primers. I'm running all debts, by the way. If you go over and look at my abilities right now, those are all detonators, so I am not set up very well at all. This is a bad solo play build because I have no primer, so I can't do any combos. Uh, Sir Banker Willie, how do you feel about the overall gameplay controls and style of Anthem? I apologize if this has already answered this question. I'd like to know your opinion on the replay value of the game. I went in and I told people the two pillars needed is solid gameplay for a good and fun content loop. If I'm going to play for hundreds of hours, it better be a really, it better be a very satisfying content loop. Destiny just feels good, right? So you have no problem playing a lot. And within an hour after the tutorial, I was like, I feel this feels awesome. And after a couple missions, I was like, this is good. This is very, very good content. Feels great. Uh, Swimming is like the worst part. Everything else I think is really good. Olympic Larry, I'm assuming you're a Destiny 2 season pass holder, and with that, which game do you see you'll be playing more, Anthem or Destiny? I'll be splitting. I'll be splitting. I've enjoyed the seasonal rhythm for Destiny with the annual pass, um, and I enjoy doing the SNTR Presents in the Q&A about uh, Destiny. So... I have no reason to completely walk away from that game. That's not what I do. I like to split. Um, I have a fun time when I do that. So, Dhawk C, do you know if all the planned content has matchmaking, or will there be aspects that don't? Do you think uh, it is the right approach based on your experience of the game so far? It would be really weird for them to suddenly have something that doesn't have matchmaking, because that's been a really, really big point with them is that everything has matchmaking. So, I. I don't think they're going to suddenly start dumping content in the game that doesn't have matchmaking. That'd be disorienting for the player base. You can free play, stronghold, contract, mission, quest. You can do everything matchmaking. And then for something to be like, hey, we've got new content and it doesn't have matchmaking. People would be like, the heck? I don't think that'd be a good, a good, uh, a good move. Rage has a talent to talk about these games for an eternity. Some serious passion. Well, thank you. If you guys have been enjoying this, this is a long one, but I wanted it to be a good one for you guys that are just getting a taste of my content for the first time. I love to do Q&A and discussions. I do it every day. If you're enjoying the content, uh, click that follow button, click that heart button. And these hit podcast formats on YouTube as well. I repurpose the content. And there's a podcast tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. So thank you for being here. Contract? Yeah, there's contracts. I like bounties. Milo, do you think there will be a need for an inspection page where you can inspect your teammates or others in the social hub. There needs to be something like that once you're in the game too. Because I'm like, what did I put on? I can't remember. I, I, what? You know what I mean? The Tonight's podcast is entirely Anthem, by the way. So yes, inspecting yourself and your teammates is needed once you're out and about because I forgot. I was like, the frick? Now, it's pretty educational when you look over there, whether it's a dead or a primer. But I, I, you know what I mean? Like this, I need to be able to do this wherever I am. Now you can't change gear. Maybe the reason they don't want you to be able to do this is that you can't change anything. So they, they don't want it to be confusing for people. Like they don't want you changing gear once you're in the, the missions. So maybe that's why this isn't there, but at the very least, maybe just like the pictures, right? So when I go in here and I look at that cloud burst, just give me a screen where I can see all my stuff, the pictures and the stats. So I can remember like, what am I carrying? What is this? The podcast is every Monday night at 8 30 PM Eastern right here on the channel. Just a screenshot of your loadout? Yeah, something. And same with your teammates. So you can start to think about complimentary stuff. Like, yo, 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 we just started. You guys want to back out and team up? Our builds are not complimenting each other right now. We're all running detonator, right? 
that could be something too now maybe they have smart matchmaking that will do that like they're not going to put a bunch of debt classes together they'll put you know they'll put try to put complimentary builds together I don't know Corey Alpha Gamer with a brand new Twitch Prime sub thank you so much for using your Twitch Prime sub a lot of people have done that today if you have a Twitch Prime sub and you've used it here thank you for doing that welcome uh, Nightman, do you think games like Anthem will still be supported and updated even when the new generation of consoles will come out? Of course, yeah, of course. They're building these games uh, in engines that shouldn't have any issue. Now, I don't know about flexibility of, of platform. Like, I don't know if they're going to say, hey, let's... Uh, let's put this on let's put this on the new Xbox and the PlayStation 4 and it'll get better performance. I don't know if they've built the game to do that. I don't see why they couldn't do that since they're building it for both PC and Xbox and PS4. There's a spectrum of performance in the game. I don't know if they're doing that right now though. We'll have to see. I wouldn't see them abandoning the game though. Their Anthem is meant to be a flagship game as service, right? It's meant to be a game as service flagship title. So I can't see them in like a year or two being like Peace out, man. The new consoles are coming out. Like, I, that would be really weird. Uh, Artrum Veer says, Don't you think with the gear, you could maybe make a build with a focus on gum buffs if you want? Yeah, you can. You can. Your best... Your I, As far as I know right now, the best class for a gun-focused build would be Ranger because he gets, like, a little bubble that he can put down that buffs all your weapons. It doesn't protect you, by the way. You're just in it, and it lets you shoot. Your guns are stronger. And if you did that in a bunch of mod components that add damage to your guns, maybe. It's just not a gun. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's not a gun-based game, though. If you want to play that way, man, you go for it. But get ready for a long swimming puzzle. We had no idea where the frick to go. (laughs) Um, So get ready. Get ready. Uh, So... Uh, Olympic Larry, I think, did he get timed out? You're you're putting raid dot report Olympic Larry, um, and so it thinks you're posting a link. So I, you got to be careful. Uh, yeah, I just don't know how much you're gonna want to do this. It's such an abilities based game. Building for guns would be weird in my in my opinion. But hey, play how you want. Play how you want. Uh, Insect insect says during the demo did you experience a lot of lag you talked about the demo technical issues before I experienced those issues on top of heavy lag I didn't have any lag I didn't have any lag I want them to clean everything up because this game is really fun and I want people to experience it Uh, Space uh, Space Iceman says I would love to see a lot of stats regarding how the team did on missions, DPS, values, objectives. Do you know something like that is planned? Well, that's the thing is you get done with the mission and everybody's getting like, uh, awards. Isn't rubber banding lag? I didn't get any rubber banding or lag though. People did, but I didn't get it. So when people are getting rubber banding, yes, that's lag. Um, yeah, after action reports would be really cool or an explanation of like, what the frick, like, let me highlight all the awards I got so I know why I got them. Why did I get the title infantry or whatever some of the titles are? You know, you get to the end and it like calls you something. It'd be cool if that was explained. Uh, Ellen Wanderer. Anthem's giving me a very Diablo feel in the loot game, but Diablo environments are procedurally generated. Eh, in rifts they are. The core game of Diablo is not. Do you think that the proc gen nature of gameplay is essential to make that kind of loop work? I don't know what you mean by proc gen nature. 
Oh, procedurally generated. You're just summary. You're just shortening it. I I said that I think that'd be a way to do it. To do the the shaper storms could be procedurally generated or randomized environments. If you think about what essentially you do in games like this, is you start grinding hard encounters and boss encounters, right? Those are kind of the two things you do. And if the those shaper storms are like almost like a randomized environment where the, the, the encounters and the, and the enemies are randomly kind of dropped on you as well as the bosses, that could be really cool. Uh, Man of Steel. Did you like the path to unlock uh, better blueprints? I didn't look at it, I, but hearing about it makes me excited and I want to do it. I would love it. Um, so I haven't looked at it. Lone Wolf Forever. Do you think EA being EA will quickly turn uh, cash shop into pay to win? No. I think this fear and this this cynicism and this skepticism is... I. I, I, I get it. I, I understand people's concern. Microtransactions have been a point of contention and frustration in the gaming world for the past couple of years. But I really do think, I really do think the bad PR that so many games have gotten because of bad microtransactions, I really, really don't think they're going to do anything like it. I, it just isn't worth it. It is not worth the bad PR. I, the, the amount of people that you know, kind of lose their, kind of lose their mind, you know, and the amount of blogs and YouTube, listen, they formed too many relationships with, with content creators. It just would be, I don't know. I don't, I think they would suffer far more PR. I mean, than 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 they would want to by adding it. So, uh, Nitsed says, Artifacts changed how systems worked in Destiny. Do you think they have something similar in Anthem? I have no idea. Milo, do you think Bioware will need or should add self-repair mechanic? Are there situations where you can remain dead for a long period of time, especially if you have three randoms? Again, an option to respawn with half health or maybe just a timer, like you can only have so much time to res somebody would be good. Yeah, the res system needs looked at. Boot. With a large amount of problems of the demo, do you think EA will be able to fix these problems by the time the game launches? EA is not in charge of fixing the game. Bioware is, and I certainly hope so. They have an entire week to stabilize stuff, and they got things working a whole lot better in a matter of a day or two, so I'm hoping they can get things really ready for primetime this Friday. Sergeant Slaughter, Lono, do you know if there's any sort of weekly reset like with Destiny and Division? If so, how would this play out? I don't know if there's any weekly or daily resets. There, I, there was... Something that I forget what it was called, but there was three things you could pick up. There was a daily, a weekly, and a monthly, and I'm not sure what they were for. That wasn't explained, but I saw something like that. I have no idea what it is. Uh, start trekking. Does Anthem have dedicated servers? Yes. Uh, Vespucci95. In a perfect world, do you think Anthem D2 and Division 2 can be something looter shooter fans can rotate at their discretion? Yeah, I think they can all coexist because they appeal to very different styles of play. Uh, Duplis, do you think Anthem could use something like Destiny's item manager since they're unable to change weapons and equipment on missions? I don't know what you would use an item manager for. You don't do anything when you're out and about. So you don't interact with your loot when you're out and about. It's not something that's in Anthem. So a, a, a de- an item manager would make no sense. The only time you're interacting with your loot, it's all right there. It's just it's right in front of you. Uh, Mighty Crack says... I've seen videos on Reddit of people with clipping animations together, animation canceling, to dish out damage more effectively. I don't know if this is just a bug or intentional. Do you think a system like this is good? Uh, And also gives a skill component to the combat system. Well, I mean, if there's meant to, if there is meant to be a 
rhythm of how often you can do something and people are getting around that, then that needs patched. Because that trivializes the game, it cheapens it. Right? If you're able to go and fight bosses and enemies and kill them super fast because you're doing some type of a, an animation cancel that is breaking DPS and, and combat rhythms, well then they should patch that. That's stupid. Trivializing content and challenging content by basically, it's it's they're not cheating, but you're, I mean... You're not playing PvP, so it's not "quote unquote" cheating, but you're cheating, right? You're like you're 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 doing something that's not intended. You have a huge advantage. It's like it's almost like a a damage multiplier cheat code, right? Like they would need to patch that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose sleep over that though. Uh, Crank, do you uh, what do you think about skills being loot based? I like it. I've sung the praises of that numerous times today. I think it adds a whole lot of grind and it adds a whole lot of diversity and it changes the way I play. I like it. Uh, the real say Yurisim says, what do you think about the ranger has to melee to prime, then range attack to combo? Don't you think that's counterintuitive for being a ranger? Um, yeah, it felt backwards. It felt backwards because people were like, way went to my video and they're like, you're doing everything wrong. Cause I would load up, I would do grenade missile and then I'd go charging in with my melee and they're like, yeah, you're doing everything backwards. And when I started doing it the right way, sure, it was fun. It felt cool to be aggressive and like go in and like slam with my melee. But it does feel different to have a homing missile that I literally like barrel stuff with. I'm like, yeah, I hit him with my sword and I'm barrel stuffing a homing missile. <laughs> like it's like, what? And I know you can prime with the fire and the frost grenades, but like, uh, it it does seem to me like the missile should prime with electricity and the melee should detonate because you would prime them up and then you'd go flying in there and slam with your sword to finish things up that would be a whole lot more satisfying like (laughs) it does seem backwards because he's a ranger and he has range attacks and he's supposed to lead with the melee or with a grenade but still but still it no matter how you shake it he has to lead with the melee it you know what i mean that's weird Alien says, I played the same. I led with grenade, then missile, then finished with the sword. Yeah, and then you realize that you're doing it backwards. Like, I like I watch my old content, and I'm like, it looks cooler, but it's it's stupid and less effective. I look kind of dumb. <laughs> I look kind of dumb, but I, I I think maybe they could maybe they could look at it. Maybe they can get maybe you can modifiers to make your melee d- to be a uh, a detonator. I don't know. I don't know. Um, melee being a prime can be good in some spots. I didn't dislike it. Maybe toggling it, toggling it would be really cool. Who am I gonna main? I don't really main. I like to play lots of different ones, but I'll probably start with Colossus. Colossus and Ranger, are kind of my two favorites right now. Evil Beans, do you think uh, act- the activity is too sparse in the fort? Should be a gathering area like the tower. Um, there's a separate social space, but the the, the fort is not meant to be a social space. Um, so. Uh, Mixie Mix, Mixie K says as a console player planning on playing Anthem on my first PC game do you have recommendations for finding groups of players to play with historically I used Xbox LFG exclusively I mean we'll probably have an LFG here in our discord for subs we do, dis- we do a discord LFG but it's sub only everything is match made though so if you match make and try to communicate with people you'll probably meet people I would just you could try either I'm not trying to get you to sub to my channel and use my discord those are your options I don't think you need my discord I don't think you need to sub to my channel I think the in-game matchmaking will probably take care of you if you take the time to like try to communicate with people and add them to your friends list if you have a good time that's how I got my buddies that I played Call of Duty with 
right? J Spaceman, it was great to see you and the other streamers uh, give viewers a look at the game. As a viewer, I can only see mechanics uh, I've seen in Destiny, Warframe, and Division. Was there anything that stood out to you as something new or different that the actual player uh, and demo that a viewer might not have seen? There is virtually nothing in this game that is the same mechanics as Destiny. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing anything in this game that I do in Destiny. The deading and priming, the mortar strikes, the Tesla coil, the flamethrower, the missile launcher, the heat-seeking missile. Uh, I, I have zero idea what you're talking about. The in-air dodging, the flying, the way that melee works. The, at every level of the... What I talked about in my talk, the abilities the movement at every level the complementary nature of playing with other players at every level that is all worlds different than destiny like priming is not unique well right but he's saying destiny warframe and division like i'm not super familiar with warframe and division but like so i'm comparing it to destiny I don't know. I, I feel like this combat, if you're going to hone in on priming, I mean, I just listed, what, 25 things? So you can take the one and you say priming is not unique. Okay. Everything else I listed, the movement, the uniqueness of the classes, the working together, the, the I don't know. And then I listed all the things you get to do, like walking around as a giant tech with a shield out and a Tesla coil, and then using a shotgun, like... I've never done that in a game before in my life. I I don't know. Is melting point similar to priming? I mean, debuffing is not the same as priming. It's a similar idea, but priming is all about the combo. Um, I don't know. I'm not saying every level of the game is unique. We're in mech suits and we're shooting enemies and chasing loot. Like, at a ground level, we're not treading into a whole new frontier that has never been done before. But as far as... I, I've just I've never felt like I played a game like this before. I I don't know. I I feel like there is uh there's there's a lot in here that feels very very unique. It feels like a unique experience personally, especially considering I'm doing it with other people. So D flawless. Do you feel like something should be done about the respawn system? Yeah, we've talked about this. Going down is it needs looked at. Mutated bunny with the division two coming out less than a month after Anthem. Uh, do you think people are going to give up on Anthem and move right to division? I feel like the division is going to hinder Anthem. Personally, I find it hard to hop around. Listen, I I have hopes for division and the improvements that they've made, but. I really don't think Division is this big giant. I don't think it's this sleeping giant that everybody thinks it is. I really don't. It's going to be a good game, but it's going to be more Division. If 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 you play Division 2, I don't think you're going to walk away from playing Division 2 and be like, oh my gosh, that is completely and utterly different from Division 1. No, it's probably going to feel like division one to a certain degree now yes they've made tons of changes for loot grind loot pursuit end game and and they've been thoughtful and they've really listened to the community i give them full marks for that but this is a brand new ip this is a whole new game so i don't think division's the sleeping giant that's gonna land you'd be like haha here comes division all you looter shooters out there be warned here comes division two I don't think that's the case. I think they can coexist 
healthily. They're very different. The con- Dude, are you really going to go from flying around in an Iron Man suit to running around in a cover-based, spongy shooter-like division and be like, that's it. I'm never going back to Anthem. They're totally different. They're totally different. I feel like Iron Man in this. Dude, I feel like Titanfall and Iron Man had a baby and it's beautiful. I want to keep playing. Like, I don't think I'm going to go to the Vision and be like, that's it, dude. I'm never going back in, into, into Anthem. I, I also think people make really bad presumptions and conc- like they jump to conclusions about tribalism being a shared trait amongst gamers. If a game comes out and you like it, you suddenly have to become tribalistic and like that's all you play. You're tribalistic about your sports teams, your political affiliations, the console that you play your video games on and the video games that you play. Like people get tribalistic about Warframes. Dude, Warframe fanboys on YouTube are obnox they are obnoxious. They're obnoxious. They act like it's like this messianic game. It's perfect and it's like the second coming of Jesus. It's a video game for frick's sake. There's other games that are just as good and fun to play. They, they act like they act like Warframe is just like uh, <laughs> I get it. Warframe's good. I love that company. They're good people. They are passionate about their game but the tribalism with video games is just silly. It's silly. I really don't think people are going to be like, here comes Division 2. I can't play Anthem anymore. That's not a thing. I just don't think it's a thing. So, uh, Floyd O fifty nine. Based on your experience uh, at the event, do you think they watched the Destiny Bushy forum very closely and modeled it to be similar to that? No, no. This was very, very heavily capture event. This was not like a community summit where they were like, "Okay, let's talk this." Okay, let's talk that. Okay, let's talk this now. I could see them doing with that with us in the future six months down the road flying some of us out fly game changers out people that have been streaming and making content and saying what's your thoughts what's the community feedback how can we make the drip better how can we make the the end game extensions we've been adding how can we make them better i could see them 100 percent doing that because they seem to really want to bring in input and listen like it didn't feel like they were trying to like grease us up to sell anthem it didn't feel like that at all and co- if you watch my content, you know I wouldn't be very receptive to that. That's not my personality. I, uh, I've, I've been, I've been brutally honest about Destiny for my three years now, and I'm not going to change just because, you know, I, uh, I'm an EA game changer. I've, I've been honest about pros and cons even just today. Uh, whoops, Tabaro313. The fact that certain skills aren't either primers or detonators make me worry about the game's balance. How would you go about balancing this? I'm fine with if it works this way, and I don't know if it does, so this is me speculating, okay? Primer, detonator, and then, like, brute strength. So, certain things could just be total brute strength. Like, right now, if you look over on my screen, okay, you see a detonator for melee, you see a detonator for that missile strike, and then the number two is flat cannon. That's nothing. I didn't like the flat cannon that much. Um, uh, non-primers and detonators are meant to do more damage. Right, so in my mind, the flat cannon should just be stupid, just very, very high damage. 
maybe I wasn't using it right. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't stick with the the flat cannon very long. So if it's a non primer, if it's as long as it's like silly, silly good brute strength, then I'd be okay with that. Um, I'd be okay with that. How many? How many missions or activities are there? Are you think? I have zero clue. I have no idea. The Sleepless. I heard the demo is six week old behind the current game. What do you think the game will be like first day of open play? Uh, I'm really praying and hoping it's super smooth and it's successful, both for our sake and for the game's sake, because I think it's a good game. I don't want it to fail. I mean, I'm be honest. I'm be honest. There's a lot of people in the gaming community that are are parasitic in that they want games to fail like they take enjoyment and they long for the failure of other games like it's a sick and really twisted psychosis i don't understand it i we, they develop and, and again i think some of this stems from tribalism they're like my game is good or i i love warframe and nobody will play warframe with me or i loved destiny and destiny failed so poorly there's this there's this really weird element of gamers where they they want to see things fail and i don't know i i don't i don't understand that mentality um i think it stems from the tribalism i think it stems from people getting hurt they got hurt by mass effect andromeda and it makes them angry that there are same people people want every time destiny does anything they want to see it fail they're just waiting in the wings just like frothing at the mouth to take chunks out of destiny if it doesn't do a good job because destiny like hurt their feelings you know i said a long time ago people check up on destiny the same way they check up on an x on facebook like that x that really really hurt you deep and you want to see if they gained weight and if they have if they're working a crappy job or you know what i mean you check up on them you want your pound of flesh for whatever they is they did to you and i feel like a lot of gamers a lot of gamers take that attitude they're like well this game disappointed me and because of that I want to see the game fail. Like they, that's just like this attitude they take. Uh, Neo Cash is it possible to have all classes from the get go? No, you unlock them as you go. I think this is a good choice because the more time you invest in a certain javelin, the more comfortable you'll get with them. If you abandon a javelin just after a very short time, you might miss out on one you really like. Like I would have missed out on really enjoying Colossus. How high will the power level be? I have no idea. Randomism with so many players picking Storm right off the bat and Colossus being so gear dependent. What do you think about the overall team distribution will end up being? Well, Colossus is team dependent in the in the slice of the demo. I don't think Colossus is going to be like crappy and gear dependent from Jump Street. I think it's because they're throwing us into content where he doesn't have loot yet, so he's too weak. It's like it would be like going into a raid and not having the right gear, right? You wouldn't have you wouldn't be strong enough, you wouldn't be powerful enough. Rob Detto, I noticed this in the open world. We fight dark javelins. I didn't see any of this. I think it'd be better than. I think that would be better in PvP. Just increase enemy IQ on hard difficulties. I've not seen this. I don't know if this is a thing. I didn't see us fighting dark javelins, um, unless I just didn't pick up on the fact that some of the ones that go up in the air are basically javelins. They do look like them. Sometimes they look like storms. Uh, Pharaoh, what do you think about the difficulty modifier? Seems like it might be the same problem Destiny has sometimes with making enemies sponges and a one-hit. No, I already addressed this. I think the fact that you can use team comp for combos to overcome it, you can back out and grind the difficulty right underneath of it to loot up, get your abilities, health, and armor stronger. I don't think it's going to be like that at all. Punk Rock Junkie, do you think that they might change the value on certain armor pieces depending on how many each of them were purchased? Uh, if one of them purchased 100 times and others purchased 1,000 times during the demo, the values were drastically different after launch. 
I I don't know. I, there's no reason to speculate about this right now. Rogue Calypso. Was there any talk possibly having rare cosmetics drop as loot in game, or has there been confirmation that cosmetics are only purchasable coin shards? I didn't hear anything about them dropping. So, uh, Big Man Wedge. Has there been any talk about secondary loadout you could switch to on the fly without returning to the forge? I mean, they have the loadout system when you're in the forge, so you can invest in each one. Like I think it was like five. It was five per. Um, and so I think that's fine. I think switching on the fly when you're on missions is something that they, they've pushed against. You pick your loadout, you pick your consumables, and you go. And then you come back. Uh, XYZ Lime. I don't know if you address this. In your opinion, which javelin feels the strongest storm? Storm feels very strong. Apparently, there's some broken builds quote-unquote broken builds for Colossus with the flamethrower and the uh, Tesla coil, so we'll see. Uh, as long as you can dead and prime on your own, that's when you feel the strongest. Storm has a lot of that kind of out of the gate. Hamez, Interceptor is invincible in its ult, the last, and that lasts for around 30 seconds. In high-end content, do you foresee people just holding that super until, uh, until people go down to revive them? Oh yeah, I mean, could be a medic, a medic, but that's a, that's a big, that's a big sort of, um, Man, that's a big that's a big shift. That's a big change. Um to you're not getting the power, you're not getting the damage to suddenly do that. So I don't know. Are four javelins really enough? I think so, because they all play very differently depending on the abilities that you use. Schwaggy, do you believe this game can maintain a good longevity from what you've seen so far? What do you think we would need to make the game staple game community on Twitch? They need to get rid of Camera Shake if they want it to do well on Twitch, because that's already making people not want to watch. Uh, number two, it'll do well on Twitch if streamers invest in the directory and don't get insular and uh, work together to help the directory grow. Um, we haven't had that in a while. We don't have that in Destiny. Not anymore. We don't. <laughs> it's a very insular, very, if you're in the cool kids club, they raid and host each other. And that's fine. Nobody owes anybody anything. But if people want to see the directory go far, you got to invest in the directory. Uh, and the camera shake's got to go away. I think the longevity is there. I think it is. It's just a matter of extending it. G- getting a game to last, you know, a month or so is one thing. Getting people to keep coming back month after month is an entirely different question. Majin Baird, thoughts on the social hub and the city? Do you think it will be a bit more in depth than Destiny, or about the same? I, the the city is just as is a is an NPC hub and a place for you to like invest in your your suits. But the the social hub just looks like a fun place to hang out and show off your suits. I I'm not too concerned about that. I just I've never cared about that kind of stuff. It doesn't seem to be a huge focus either. They want you out in the world doing stuff, not walking around in like a social hub. They added one though because people asked for one, so that's a good sign. Uh, Shady nasty. Do you think Anthem is suitable for complex mechanics like Destiny raid mechanics? Um, I think. I think yes, and they've already hinted at some of that. The one puzzle that we solved, some of the most basic stuff you do is there's there's rhythmic pain that shows up, there's things you have to manage, there's pain you have to manage, there's mechanics you have to manage, and we haven't gotten to super complex areas. So I think they could have, like, if, if quote-unquote raids become a thing, I think they could have complex mechanics. I don't think you're going to get to the level of, like, Last Wish, where somebody's in a room reading codes and pictures and somebody's in another room. I don't think you're going to get to that degree, but I think there's room for it. DevQT uh, 32. 
Do you feel that free play should have been a bit bigger? What I mean is the amount of people within that server. I felt this weekend just seeing me and three other people felt empty. We hardly ever ran into each other unless we were uh, went in there together. I don't think having a bunch of people flying around fits the identity of this game, right? If a four-man squad can really deck themselves out for you know, primers and detonators and taking down really challenging content, eight people in a public space would make everything stupid. You see what I'm saying? Like, it has to kind of keep... You have to be reined in a little bit, you know? If there, if I mean, if there's five storms flying around and, and two interceptors and a couple of colossus, like, anything on in the public space it becomes it becomes a joke like you just you just cut through everything i mean that kind of happens in destiny right now there's six people for a pub and that nothing everything's dead like that this is meant to be this is meant to feel sort of big and epic in scope like the the titan fights and everything else like it's meant to feel it's meant to feel impactful and that that would kind of go away if there was tons of people around I get what you're saying, like, oh man, it'd be cool if there was a titan up there flying, and a, and a guy over here, and a guy over there, um, well, not a titan, but like a, I'm sorry, a javelin. I think titanfall every time I see the, this guy. I get too hard, it says, just a thought, hearing you mention the next-gen systems, what do you think about Anthem Bioware will do two to three years down the line with our characters? Do you expect them to port over to console like Diablo did or Anthem? Here's the beautiful thing about Anthem. Here's the beautiful thing about Anthem. In three years, they could do Anthem 2, and it could be all new javelins. Because that you're, it's and your character could come with you. You could bring your level, your history, and it'd be all new javelins. You'd need to get all new stuff for them. You know, I I don't know. People might not like that, but that I think there's some freedom there. Tego Biddy says this is a little bit more of a statement, but do you think? Uh, but do you think? I think this is the one. This is the one with the cutscene. I'm gonna skip it. Uh, this is a bit more assuming. Do you think there would be a way to fix the loadout for solo players and matchmaking issues to make it... You can change your equipment until you enter the first encounter. Yeah, like, maybe have, like, a readying screen. You know how we're all standing there at the end? Have a screen right at the beginning so you can kind of see, oh, this guy's all detonation. I'm going to go with my primer loadout. That'd be a good quality of life change, yes. Uh, do you think the demo on Friday is the same as last weekend? It's the same... Uh, but it's open to everybody, so hopefully they fix it so it runs better. Snake Lord, do you think Anthem should add an app companion like Destiny? I don't think that's a need right now. Game's not even out yet. Uh, Fragnerd, what is your favorite javelin thus far? And why is it the Interceptor? It's Colossus. Shut the frick up. <laughs> Thanks for the question. Who is Revel? Uh, says, can you speak about the story at all? From what you saw, is it an in-depth story akin to Mass Effect? No, 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 no. It's, it's not as bare-bones as Destiny. It's not as bare-bones as Destiny 1. Um... It's not, but I don't know if it's going to be as cutscene heavy and as character driven as Destiny 2. Destiny 2 story was actually pretty good. There was a lot of cutscenes. I don't know. We'll have to wait. Satan's soul. <laughs> Is it true that there won't be a true open world in the finished game? Also, I feel like the game feels kind of small. It's a demo, so let's wait. And there won't be a true open world in the finished game. I don't know what you mean by a true open world. I can go out on free play and fly anywhere I want on the map that's an open world um i think sometimes people think open world means a map the size of skyrim and like 
there's there's never ending caves and and houses to go in to have silly little dialogue with people like that's not always the way open world works <laughs> so uh jag uh yeah oh jaeger bomb says is there an estimation for pvp and anthem do you see this hindering the game's longevity not at all destiny's done just fine with bad to mediocre pvp for four years pvp has been the lower part of its engagement it's had a higher engagement for pve pve has been greatly hindered in destiny because of pvp there's been a lot of blood and treasure and development time wasted on pvp and balancing and neutering subclasses and abilities and weapons and that will never happen in anthem we don't need pvp that is a myth that is not true you don't need pvp if you think you need pvp for a good loot grind game with with uh good longevity of endgame diablo 3 would like a word with you uh good maja says is loot distribution fair like if someone joins the raid last minute or friends carry them through harder raids will there be incentives for same loot well we don't know anything about raids right now and if you got a full team if you got a full team uh then nobody can join you. But like matchmaking, yeah, I mean, if somebody connects at the last minute, they can get loot, but there's loot at every section, right? There's like, you finish this section, loot. You finish this next section, loot. So sure, if they join at the very end, they'll get some loot, but you know what I mean? Diablo has the best PvP ever. Is there PvP in Diablo 3? I didn't think there was any PvP in Diablo 3. You don't need PvP. There's plenty of games that do just fine without PvP. And even if they do have PvP, somebody's saying that like Warframe's PvP gets barely any engagement. Like, I just don't think you need PvP. It's just such a myth. It's such a myth that you need it. I just don't think, especially games that really... Look, Anthem is promoting itself as a loot-based game-as-service. And I really, really don't think that that identity is like ever needing to like lean on pvp it just isn't warframes pvp is dead yeah i just there's plenty of games that offer loot pursuit and grind that you just pvp is not the appeal the draw or the reason that the game lasts and is successful um warframes pvp is garbage and is a prime example of what you're preaching you don't need pvp it just ends up feeling like a tack on if we're honest, Destiny's PvP has historically felt like a tack-on. It doesn't feel like it belongs. Everything they add that's cool breaks PvP. Like, here's hammers. PvP is broken. Weaken hammers. Frick. Here's a great exotic. PvP is now broken. Nerf the exotic. Frick. Like, it happens all the time. It's been happening for four frickin' years. Why would you ask for more of that? Lucky Tomahawk. Do you think Anthem can keep players engaged in their content? I, this has been the question all day. Can they extend the end game? I don't know. We'll have to wait. I think there's a solid month of hardcore grind. There's easily two months of casual grind in Anthem out of the box, from what I can tell. Uh, Sexy. Maybe it's been asked, but I'm curious about the priming detonating system. Can more than one person combo on primed enemies, or is it just the first detonation ability to hit? As long as they're still alive and primed, right? If they're primed and I hit the combo... I don't know if that takes away the prime. If they're still frozen, as far as I know, you can detonate too. I think a lot of the times they're they're primed and you detonate and they die. <laughs> so you can't. So 
that's that's going to be one of the dilemmas. So that's the last question. That was 139 questions about Anthem. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, tune in live for these. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Look up, say no to rage, and come hang out with us. If you're here live right now, I'm not going to shut down. We can keep talking, but I want to chop it there for the podcast and the places where I send this. So I'm going to do a little outro, but don't go anywhere. I'm not shutting the stream down. As always, if you're listening or watching in all the other locations, I appreciate you engaging with my content and all the new Anthem coverage I'll be doing. Please like, share, and subscribe.